Hello everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the City of Geek and Podcast where we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. I've got work later on, um, so we're going to smash right into it. How are you, Will? You're my co-host. Hello. Hello. We're not streaming yeah. this week, everybody. Yeah, uh, main, internet's not having it. Mainly Virgins. because the internet is, is... I mean, it's been okay for me today. I've not done anything extreme on it. I've just streamed some stuff in a movie, but... Yeah, it's not having it. It's pretty... That's pretty, not pretty enough. Thank you, Virgin, not, for um, being here for completely useless. But yeah, anyway, well, I mean, we could blame the storm. We could probably. Blame it's probably that. something yeah. to do with the fact that the storm is still around. Um, storm it's pissing down is outside. It, so. Is it Eugene? Is that what we ended Eugene, up calling it? Yenis. Who fucking cares? Um, I don't think Yenis is a word. But yeah. So funny. we're carrying on with the uh, Batman trilogy, the final of the installments of the Christopher Nolan trilogy today, Dark Knight Rises, and we also got a bunch of other news, and I kind of want to get on to talking about three-ish things that I've seen over the past like week or two. Yeah, man. It's good stuff. Right. I'm trying to think back to what I've seen, and I don't yeah. think I've actually watched much outside of... Like, I went through a little bit of a burst period over Christmas and New Year of watching lots of things. Yeah. And I've just kind of slowed up now. Mm. Well, one of them is really funny, so um, I'll get onto that in a minute. But we'll get through the news first, quick as possible. I've got loads and stuff that I just want to acknowledge, but not really talk about too much, because I don't care. Um, One of the first things is Horizon Forbidden West is now available to play um, on PC. No, scratch that, not PC, PlayStation because I remember that's a PlayStation exclusive. And Sony will plant a tree for everyone who gets a specific Horizon Forbidden West trophy. That's very nice. Yeah, that's nice of them. Um, should we not be planting trees anyway? Probably. Not. We have to work just to plant a tree, but with their, tree. with their play and plant program, Sno- so- Sony? Sony will donate a tree to a reforestation project for every Hor- Forbidden west player who unlocks the reached the daunt trophy the effort covers land in wisconsin california and florida i mean at least we're doing something i guess it's which cool. is nice yeah it's nice pretty, i mean maybe there should nice be more stuff like this maybe yeah. there should be more stuff like that that's cool uh have you got any news how much news i've have got, you got? got a few bits of news yeah should we um, roll them off so apparently mm. um uh, HBO's chief content officer has been giving an update on Game of Thrones spin-off series. Yes. He did an interview with um, TV Line. Yes. He was talking about, like... And they asked him, like, what's the possibility of us getting more Game of Thrones spin-off? Obviously, House of Dragons is coming. Mm. And I believe is wrapped filming now. Yeah, because we've had the A trailer or two. Yeah, I, can't I believe it's officially wrapped now. Yeah. Which just is pretty cool. All in post-production. I can't remember when it's coming out, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it's sometime. Is it sometime later this year? I think it was. Yeah, yeah it's definitely this year. Really. I'll just type it in House of Dragons. Um, but anyway, um, now there's not too much to take from this because it's it's just a small interview. But he says that um, there are no other spin-off shows of Game of Thrones in development at the moment. It's literally mm. just House of Dragon, and he's and something that they've kind of zoned in on and focused in on is that he says in particular that. Um, basically, there's no guarantee of any. We'll just have to see how this does. Greenland. To be honest, yeah. yeah. So it, 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 you know, it sounds like to me that HBO are kind of just like, okay, let's do one, and we'll see yeah, how people receive it. Yeah, need to earn their the trust same, again. Yeah. Oh yes, you do, HBO. Yes. You really fucking do. because yeah. you dropped the ball massively on that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't technically you, but I mean, didn't drop the ball. 
did they? They dropped the whole fucking globe. show. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that's pretty cool. Internet still isn't working for me, so I can't tell you um, when House of Dragons is coming out. Thanks, Internet. Oh, it's okay. I'll look it up quickly now. That's fine. Um, but yeah, you do th- more news. Go yeah. On. Okay. Sweet. So, um, what was the other thing? Star Trek. You know those movies. Um, Live long and prosper. A new Star Trek film is coming December twenty second, um, twenty twenty three, and it's going to be having Chris Pine, Zachary Quinto, Simon Pegg, Carl Urban, Zoe Zaldana, and John Cho in talks to reprise their roles. So getting the uh, newest cast back together That's pretty to cool. make make a fourth Star Trek film. I quite enjoyed the last one, uh, Star Trek Beyond. That was pretty good. Was that, that one. the one that was directed by Simon Pegg? Uh, it was the one that was written by him. It was written, I don't sorry. Think it, yeah, yeah. It, no. I think it was J.J. Abrams, but it wasn't written by him. Yeah. So. yeah. Did you enjoy it because it wasn't written by J.J. Abrams? Yeah, yeah, I did, actually, yeah. It was actually really good. No, I liked it because I had, I think it was Idris Elba. I had that one. Um, yeah, it was solid. It was solid. I, I, I didn't mind the first two Star Trek films, but the third one was definitely the I've best never, of I've never got invested in Star Trek. There's a lot of it, to be fair. There is a lot, and there's different content. There's all the I was speaking to a TV friend once about it. And... He was watching, I think he was watching Star Trek... Was he watching Star Trek, the new generation or whatever it's called, the next generation or whatever? Something like that. Anyway, he was watching one of the TV Discovery shows. Discovery. Yeah. There's another one. Like that. That's, one of, the late, that's yeah. one of the latest ones. But he was watching yeah. the, the the one of the TV shows and he was like, yeah, there's, depending on what you go to watch with Star Trek, you kind of get a different tone from all of it. Yeah. Like there's like the original series, there's the original movies, obviously. Yeah. And then there's the origi- the, the next generation and then there's the, all the newer stuff and mm. then there's the new movies and it's just like... It's crazy. Absolutely I mean, crazy. It's kind of a bit like how Star Wars is now. Yeah. If you think about it, you've got like... Just have a bit of variety, mate, yeah. You know, I don't mind that because um, there's a lot of Trekkies out there, which... Um, there I think is, yeah. I don't think Star Trek has got like that big of a divide in their fan base either. It's probably the most neutral out of the lot, I think, from what I've heard. So, there's something for everyone with the Star Trek franchise that yeah. I feel because I think there's a lot of people that like necessarily didn't like the J.J. Abrams movies which yeah, yeah it's a bit of a track Especially, record isn't it yeah. um, wonder why wonder why um, <laughs> can't stick a landing um, yeah. but yeah it's but, they're, they're, but then again on the other hand there were people that did like them yeah. And then there were also people that well, I didn't, you know, are like oh, I, I shucks, you know, I can just watch the old movies or the yeah. old series. I, d- I didn't mind them, um, but they weren't like amazing. I think Picard is getting a season two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, can't remember when that's going to be happening. But yeah, Star Trek, another film with Chris Pine and all that. Great cast, so fine, good stuff. Uh, you got anything else? Um, I do. I update on the House of Dragons. Um, yes, there isn't a release date yet. Okay, it's brilliant. just sometime in 2022. I mean, you need to I mean, you need to let us know soon enough. If they've not announced it now, and we're kind of getting we're getting towards the end of Feb, towards March, it's probably going to be December. It's time, probably going to be later in the year. Mm. So, um, Disney has appointed an executive to oversee metaverse strategy. Fuck off, <laughs> metaverse uh, bollocks. Yeah. Um, this is apparently a thing now. Yeah, I know. Thank you, uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you so much for this stuff that we just don't want or need. Um, are you invested in this metaverse? Are you going to be spending your life in that at all? Doing stuff that you could just do outside or whatever? I don't really understand the metaverse and I just don't I was going to say, what is the metaverse? I mean, you just go into this reality and you're just the same. 
Oh, it's like virtual and... reality, but for life. It's like playing Sims yeah. in real life. Is that yeah. what we're doing? Now? Effectively, but you well, can. I'm surprised you, but, it took us this long but, to get there. But, but but you can you can be someone different. You could be I don't know, uh, bloody knuckles. I don't know. You could be Ugandan knuckles. I don't know. I could not care less for this. Do you know what? And do you know what I'm always really surprised about is that. Like, because there's a massive talk about virtual reality all the time. It's yeah. like, uh, virtual reality is going to be the future of gaming. It's the future of entertainment and all this stuff. <laughs> um, virtual reality hasn't really taken off. There's only very select games that kind are of, very good. Yeah, virtual it's kind reality of got wise. to a point where it's people are like, oh, okay, it's not the next best thing. Yeah, it's not the next biggest yeah. thing. I think um, the the game that I would definitely want to try out is Half Life Alex or Alinx or whatever it's called. Uh, the third half last game um and that's like virtual reality and stuff and it looks really really good mm, um cool yeah awesome but also it's, beat it's, saber it's, it's but one like... Of those, like it's kind of just like you know everybody always said they were like well you know you know how fast consoles took off so mm. like in 10 years time everybody's gonna have a oculus in their front nobody no hardly anyone has an oculus in their front room very true more people do because they've become more affordable but not because they've become more popular because not because you need it yeah. because they're they're not as popular so they've had yeah. to decrease the price to make any sales really yeah in my opinion exactly and it's weird you know and it's i just it's find like, it really strange and like stuff like the metaverse is like sounds a bit like it's just a bit wrong really yeah in many ways we just get on with your normal life and make this world a better place rather than having to live in a fantasy world. Maybe. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting this completely wrong, but who cares? Um, you know, Sonic. The second Sonic film is coming out very soon. Uh, and it's got Knuckles and it's got bloody Tails and it's got all the Sonic stuff that we know and love. Jim Carrey's back. Well, they've announced a Sonic Movie 3. The third one, and also a original Knuckles series with Idris Elba coming back to play Knuckles. So that spoils the fact that he he doesn't die. I mean, it, as if gonna Knuckles was going to... Yeah, no, that's fine. Unless um, Sonic took a really weird turn. Yeah. But to be honest, we should... I don't, I remember ages ago us saying that we need to um, watch Sonic movie, but apparently it's actually alright. Apparently it's better than a new Uncharted film. I've heard so many mixed things on the new Uncharted film. Oh, some, pe- some people saying, oh, it's really good. You just take it for what it is. And other people being like, yeah, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg are completely miscast. It's boring. And it's just like, it doesn't understand Uncharted. It's just like, okay. Do you know what the new yeah. Uncharted film looks like to me? It looks like, it, up. No. it looks like a Fast and the Furious movie mixed with a, like... Indiana Jones vibe. Yeah, yeah. But not Indiana Jones, like a bad Indiana Jones, like, I don't know, the Tomb Raider movie, for example. The newest one or the older one? The older one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with like, that's what it. It, it okay. But maybe a better way to put this is the Uncharted film looks like any like if you didn't name it Uncharted, it could just be any B generic action movie, an action adventure, and I've not discovery even I've movie, not even yeah. played the Uncharted games. Yeah, and even I can tell that just from the way they're presenting it. Yeah. Like I watched the trailer and I'm like, this doesn't feel like the Uncharted games from what yeah. I've seen from them. Exactly, and they're it just, just taking feels a, like, oh, Tom Holland, we can put him in action sequences and stuff. Because he's Spider-Man. Because he's Mark Wahlberg, you know, yeah. Mark Wahlberg is Mark Wahlberg, and he's, yeah. you know, Marky Mark and all that stuff. Yeah, good on you. Um, but um, yeah, Sonic 3 is happening. Um, uh, i got another bit of news regarding um, 
movies is uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts Ooh, uh, will yes. be released theatrically in 2023 and be the first of three new installments for fuck's sake hey 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 a new animation series from Nickelodeon arrives this fall uh, and fall autumn um and in 2024 the franchise expands further with a cg animated transformers theatrical film they're, they're going all out on transformers now they are going they're, to they're bringing it back that's, that's so we're gonna have a trilogy of live action movies we're gonna have an animated series and we're also gonna have a cg animated movie maybe cool. a bit like uh the transformers film that we watched from 1980 something or whatever <laughs> Well, if they're making a series yeah. and they're making a movie, it will probably be to do with the series. Yeah. So, uh, um, but I, I, it's interesting you bring this up because I haven't actually, um, I haven't actually updated myself on much Transformers news recently. No. Um, no. Obviously, I, I wanna... we had the War for Cybertron trilogy conclusion with the Kingdom. We haven't watched. We haven't watched that. Um, <laughs> we should go back and watch that. <laughs> yeah, we sort of fell off that. Don't know why. Mm. I I mean to be honest, like I think we said in our our thing is like it was fine, but there was there was things about that series that were just really like meh meh all yeah. the time. Yeah, I've, I've and recently that's exactly what people said about the third series. As yeah, well. yeah. I mean, it's certainly playing to an audience. That's that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. If you liked it, it's great. Yeah, good good on you. I wish we liked it a lot. We we thought it was alright though, um, but it wasn't like one of those things we have to go back and watch. So. But we will do eventually, I think. Uh, you got any more news? I do, uh, but I'm looking yeah. at Transformers stuff now, so you go. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Peacemaker Season 2 is is being made. It's been renewed for a Season 2. Um, I'll get on to talk about Peacemaker in the finale and what I think about it in a minute. Um, but yeah, Season 2, you know what? I thought that might be one you of the, uh, the you movies that you wanted good, to watch. Good, good on you. Good on you. Peacemaker, fair enough. Do you, do your thing. Um, Netflix, you know the big Netflix news uh, regarding Stranger Things season four. Yes, you I do. This, this. Is, this is I've seen this. Yeah, so really interesting. Um, Stranger Things season four arrives on the twenty seventh of May and the first of July. They're it's splitting be, it in two. Splitting it in two volumes. And also the episodes. Huge. The episodes are twice as long. I think. I think so. Um, or, it's coming uh, in. What I'd like. Uh, like half as half a long get so like an hour and a half rather than an hour yeah so it's coming in uh, two volumes as part of a supersized season four nearly two times the length of season three uh season four will be the penultimate season stranger things will end with season five which and then they're going to do a really whenever. super short season five like game of thrones <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe maybe they'll give up at the end maybe and just, just be like ah oh, yeah just L- uh, 11 dies and just it looks really interesting because obviously they're splitting it in two Mm. And the posters are interesting as well because they're kind of splitting the cast between different locations. Yeah, it does. Lo- it which does makes look me good, think though. that the poster is quality. Maybe we'll like the first half of season four will be about certain characters in two locations, and then they'll jump to the second half, and that will be about yeah. Because like they are all in different locations now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like we're going global. Yeah, and maybe the upside down and all those monsters have a vendetta against all these individuals. That's why they're not attacking all the other kids around the globe just these individual four groups no, it looks like there's going to be a bit Maybe. of mystery and intrigue I don't know it yeah, looks, no. looks good looks, looks very but it does, good. It look, does look very good actually I'm, yeah. I'm excited um, John Williams yes. he's returning to Star Wars Universe and he's going to be writing the theme to the Obi-Wan series is he? yes he is he is writing the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme which 
fuck yeah, John Williams, he's back. He's back in Star Wars. I'm still really worried about this Obi Wan Kenobi series. It's fine. Just keep keep positive, man. Keep positive, man. It can't be worse than Book of Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> which is also a thing I'll get on to talking about in a minute. You mean um, the Book of Mando? Sorry. You mean the Book of Mando? I mean book of something the book of something it was definitely something it was definitely something um other quick news marvel taps moondite moondite moon knight directors to helm the loki season two show which is good i've heard uh moon knight well i mean moonlight looks pretty good as it is so the fact that um loki is getting those two directors on for season two is good can't wait for loki season two don't know what's coming out though um you yes, any news? more um, more time institute bending stuff. Yeah, time bending stuff. You got any news? Um, yes, sorry, I'm still looking at. You. No, it's fine. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> Lord of the Rings. Yes, it's coming. There's a lot of talk about Lord of the Rings. Yes, um, it's coming. There's also uh, really interesting that uh, Warner Brothers announced that in 2024 there will be um, a. Uh, Basically, a what they're saying is an anime prequel. Okay. To the Lord of the Rings. Okay. Called the War of the Rohirrim. We we I think we spoke about this ages ago. Rohirrim, sorry. Yeah, I think um, we did speak about this ages ago. I think we did a very long time. Very ago. briefly when it was first announced. But yeah, uh, they've released a picture. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I think I might have seen this. There's yeah. some concept art, so we know we know what oh, it's kind of yeah. looks like. It's kind of uh, the big olifant thing. Um, yes. And I guess some men of the east battling with the, the the what looks like at um, this is great. Um, Edoras, the capital of Rohan. Mm, looks um, real good. It looks really good. Yeah, it does look good. Um, I don't know necessarily. Uh, it's going to be a film. I don't yeah. know what platform it's necessarily coming to. Oh, probably Amazon. Um, well, actually, speaking of that, because um, I forgot to mention last week or the week before or whenever fucking we spoke about the Amazon show, um, and I posted on the Glugal Geekum uh, Facebook uh, group and that they are selling the rights to the game and TV show. Uh, to, yeah. Just hang on. What is, it, what, what is it exactly? Let me try and find it. Um, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit film and gaming rights are for sale. So that that's going to be gone. Um, and our buddy Pete said in the comments, uh, quick money grab when the rights are at their most valuable, nothing more. I wouldn't worry at all. Nobody is going to be doing anything once they've got them because nobody's asking for it now. We've already got a TV show coming. And an anime film that literally everyone has forgotten about since the announcement. Piss in the wind. <laughs> that's one way of putting it, Pete. Good on you. <laughs> Classic Pete way of putting it. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense because... <sighs> Of course, they're going to end up selling them the rights just before the release of something that has been hyped up for fucking ages. Yes. They're not going to start selling the rights when the show has just come out because it could end up being like one of the worst shows ever made. And it could be a massive flop. Then the the, the price of it would just skyrocket down. Um, skyrocket down or just fall off a cliff. That's probably that's the better analogy, I guess. Skyrocket down. Um, skyrocket right? down. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, She's interesting. One. Interesting. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, that Transformers series you mentioned is called Earthspark. Oh yeah, coming to Nickelodeon. Oh, uh, nice. Been some, uh, images released, first images of it. Good. Um, looks looks pretty cool. It's yeah. kind of in the style of uh, Transformers Prime, where they've got kind of like animated kids that are tagging along with the Autobots. Yeah. Um, it's of course 
looking like G1 because everything that Transformers and Hasbro are doing nowadays has to look like G1. Because the best way... Small little look. rant coming here. I Okay. They've recently... I don't know what Hasbro is doing, but people have just... This is the thing. G1 sells. It always yes. has within the Transformers fandom. Everybody loves G1. Yeah. Everybody loves the aesthetic of G1. And when we get things that are G1 adjacent, people like it because it's the classic reminder of stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like toy version of nostalgia, I guess. It's like uh, that we is Disney it. taking over <laughs> toys? <laughs> yeah, they probably will at one point or another. They'll probably buy out Hasbro. They'll they'll buy toys Actually, I don't think just they in general. Will anytime soon? Hasbro's yeah. a big company. Like Hasbro makes most of the toys in the world. Yeah. Like while you keep on talking about this, I'm gonna look at both our net worths because that is definitely the most reliable way of looking at things. Definitely, um, but yeah, it just seems to me like Hasbro are kind of just in this like crunch of like. We need to make everything G1 adjacent because yeah. people will buy it if it's you. So much so that it's just like there's every new toy line is just a different version of the different characters in their G1 form. Yeah. And like I I am that sad nerdy boy who goes and watches uh, Transformers review toy review videos and transformation videos on YouTube. Yeah. And I do um, keep an eye on kind of what the, 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 the people within the community are saying. And... People are kind of getting a little bit tired. There are people out there who are like, mm. like, it's all, it's very, it's all very well, like having great new G one esque toys, but really every year, like, mm. I well, mean, because like, I mean, the Transformers Kingdom Optimus Prime toy, for example, and actually all of the toys, the Bumblebee one and all of the Autobots and Decepticons, was literally the exact same as the previous toy line, just with small additions. Yeah. So it's like. Okay, milking it. We kind of get it. Mm. Everybody loves G one. Great. Yeah. Can we do something that's more inventive, please? Very true. But um, I think it's it's interesting, and I'll end on this point. I think all of this sorry. has come about because people have had, or Hasbro themselves had a bad reaction to how everyone responded to the Michael Bay films. Yeah. Despite the fact that everybody loves the the, the Transformers movie toys, everybody loves them in the community. They were so cool. Yeah. It was the most successful part about the films a lot of the time was the fact that the fans really loved a lot of the toys that came out. Mm. Okay, so... But it's weird that they've kind of had a knee-jerk reaction and gone, okay, people don't like the super realistic shit. Mm. They don't like this. Let's move away from that to try and disassociate ourselves with Michael Bay, even though they're still allowing him and other people adjacent to him to make Transformers films. Let's do G1 now. Let's go purely G1, which is what the Bumblebee movie was all about. It was about kind of re reformatting and transforming hey. the live action franchise to look a little bit more yeah you know sellable to people so I, guess. I have definitely the most accurate stats of these three companies that i just wanted to bring up because they are the Go most interesting it. um disney is worth about 150 billion dollars doesn't surprise me yeah how much uh, no I'm, I'm just gonna say it hasbro is worth 13 Oh wow! They could just straight up buy Hasbro. They could straight up. And it, it, I'm surprised about this that Hasbro are worth more than Lego. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, because Hasbro make most of the toys in Toys R Us that aren't Lego. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and Lego is worth seven point five billion, according to oh, Google. Disney could buy so. Lego. That's what I mean. Like Disney's next step is literally buying toys like Hasbro and Lego. It's monopolization. Yeah. Yeah. I I predict that Disney will have their fingers in every single basket at some point yeah hey don't put all your all your eggs in one basket you've done movies you've done animation 
now toys. Yeah, but it's true. But if you keep Disneyfying everything, I'm going to no, get I mean, bored yeah. of everything. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah no, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I I agree with you there, but like, that's just what it's going to be. Isn't it? It's just gonna stop them. Yeah, no, that's what it's going to be. Having said that, though, the one thing that would probably stop them is from buying Lego. At least is that Lego is only produced one place in the world. Mm. And it's you insane. Know, which is pretty insane that all the Lego sets come from there. Yeah. But like they have a pretty like a lot of it is very lock under lock and key and all that and yeah. they have very kind of tight grip on what they do. Yeah. So it would be kind of that would be the biggest thing. Because um, you know the the other reason that you know companies get bought out is that the company themselves need the money mm. to be able to facilitate growth. Whereas Lego are pretty happy as Larry to be honest. I hope they become a company that is like nah I don't want to be owned by anyone. Fuck off. I hope they just say that. Regardless, how much the trouble money. is when it comes to big business, there's not really you can't do that. <laughs> you get to a certain point when you deal with a certain amount of money that Disney has, mm. where there is nothing that can stop you. Not even somebody's word can stop you anymore. Yeah. Even if someone turns around and goes, "I don't want you buying this," you just go, "Oh, I just went over your head and bought it anyway." Sorry. Yeah. Because someone somewhere will be greedy enough to go. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um. So. <laughs> Doctor Who. We yes. all love that. They're getting a Dungeons and Dragons 5e compatible tabletop roleplay game. <laughs> are they? <laughs> yeah, they are. I'm loving this because there's always been the sort of things. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm just fucking too lazy to do it, maybe. But I've always like thought, oh, if we could just like get one sort of franchise and just sort of like, like soft build a roleplaying D and D style game around it. Well, the like, funny make thing our is, own is that stats and a lot, stuff. a lot of the franchises have their own. 5e compatibility things if you look at like fan made stuff yeah there's a whole book series about the lord of the rings that you can buy that's 5e compatible yeah i thought about buying it for ed actually for christmas oh, that would be really cool uh, and it's got like it's got them and like a lot of people could say why would you make a lord of the rings style D game lord of the rings is D and D yeah. is lord of... no there's uh, a lot of differences uh, in how and especially how magic just... works within the world of tolkien that's magic is completely divine in yeah. tolkien's world yeah because so you know, Gandalf is not a wizard as he as wizards are in D anD. Just a bunch of clerics. He, he, he he's a demigod. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's true. like that's interesting. So actually, if you played a, a you know a, a, a kind of I guess a D anD D game set in Middle Earth would be very kind of low magic, mm. and characters would have little magical abilities, but they yeah, wouldn't well, have very true. Yeah. like massive. It's just elves. which would be really interesting yeah. to play. That's really really cool. I guess that's kind of what um, Ed's campaign is. Because well, kind of. Yeah, in some ways. Because in in our house, no, not house campaign. Ed, he is a DM for one of our campaigns, and he's basically in his world, magic is magic is illegal, kind of. He's got this magical organization, and they try to oppress the magic users, clamping down and and basically getting everybody to sign up. Yeah, it's like register themselves as magic users. It's it's civil war, but magic. effectively that yeah. that's a, you know. which is a really interesting concept because you probably instantly think what what the fuck how could you suppress magic users in a magic world but hey there's a way around it politics and stuff which yeah. he's obviously like well into and all that so but yeah but I love it is this coming through Wizards of the Coast um, I think so I don't know uh, or is it adjacent uh, Cubicle 7 has announced that a new D&D 5e game with D&D standings for uh, with D&D standing for Doctors and Daleks the publisher uh, of Doctor Who the role playing game announced that they would also publish a separate Doctor Who 
uh, tabletop role-playing game that uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition rules. Uh, a few details were announced. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So this is, the per- this is from the company that makes... Because I know there's a role-playing the Doctor game Who for own, D&D. Yeah. Uh, for, yeah. Oh, sorry, not for D&D. For, I know that there's a role-playing game for Doctor Who already. Yeah, but they're going to be like they're going... They're making a 5e rules one. Yeah. That's quite Which cool. Which is cool, yeah. That's Doctors and Daleks. Doctors and Daleks, yeah. Good, good marketing. Doctors and Daleks. Um, I thought this was pretty cool. I'm not sure if this has ever been done before. It might have done, but it's gone over my head. Um, but Vanity Fair, the Italian uh, cover, has put Aloy, the character from Horizon Forbidden West, on their front cover oh. on, one, on one of their weeks. I thought it was really cool. That's as quite, having, having a game character, yeah, as um, their front cover. Just a n- new little thing. Um also, John Watts, the man behind the Spider-Man trilogy in the MCU, yes. he is in talks to direct a mysterious Star Wars series by Disney+. Plus. Yeah, mysterious. <gasps> um, is this... it the Book of Mandalorian too? <sighs> Probably, or Book of Something too. Um, so, and I've seen a, a few different things about this. Like, I've seen, like, first... All right, cool, yeah, that's fine. He's, he's, he's a decent enough director, but I think he's... You know, some people have said he's probably best at doing something more ground level because he, you know, you could argue that Homecoming is best out of the Spider-Man trilogy in the MCU because it isn't like big, expansive world's gonna fucking dominate and end and blah blah blah. It's more like an interpersonal story. That's like what he's best at. And then also, there's been people that have said that you know, hey, maybe Disney just don't give it to someone that is already in the Marvel world and already under the Disney. Umbrella. umbrella like you yeah. know there are other really talented filmmakers out there maybe give them a chance or something give them a voice because you know john watts is also doing fantastic four like he's done the spider-man trilogy and he's doing fantastic four so like you know i can see all sides to the argument to be fair like he is a good filmmaker he's a he's a good content creator see the trouble with I the guess. trouble with franchising like on this scale is that Wow, this is becoming a very negative Disney podcast, but um, <laughs> that's what uh, we talk about. Disney. I the trouble is, is that in order to for you know up and coming directors or like new directors to have a way in to be able to make the stuff they want, they sometimes need to sacrifice by doing somebody else's project to get the funding to then do what they want. Mm. So now Disney very cleverly is capitalizing on it by saying, "Could you make the Fantastic Four movie?" Because we liked your kind of idea when we talked about it. Mm. Or could you also, could you also make, we have this idea for Star Wars. Mm. We'll allow you to, you know, do the, the Fantastic Four thing and we'll allow you to do this, we'll greenlit this other project for you that you want to do without outside of the MCU and outside of Star Wars and outside of Disney. But, but could you do this first, please? Maybe. And it's kind of like, I just get the feeling like it's kind of locking down directors that you know you can rely on that work with you mm. and that you... And I don't want to use the word control because I believe that all directors should have creative control. But it's almost a bit like that. It's almost going like, okay, you, you will do what we say if we give you this Star Wars thing, mm. which we're not going to get if we do another Rian Johnson and we'll, well just I, get someone from the outside. I, The way I'm looking at this situation, I'm thinking it's more to do with that they've just gone to John Watts and said, do you want to do a Star Wars series? And then John Watts is like, hell yeah. I mean, that, that might be the all way right, it, the sweet. conversation went down, yeah. Yeah. But from a from a business standpoint, I mean, of course they'd go to someone that has already done something. It's basically, that works. just like you know, we want to do this thing. If we give it to a director that, if we hand it to a director that's outside of our umbrella, they're going to go, okay, this is cool, but can I do this and this with it because this is better? Yeah, because I have a creative brain. 
I think Marvel's and, more better at doing that than Star Wars. Cause... Yeah, because I think they've they've done well to balance the fact that Kevin Feige effectively has complete autonomy. Yeah. Whereas I think with Star Wars, it's definitely Disney who are in the driving seat of it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Like K- Kathleen Kennedy is not a, you know, I don't know whether she's even still the head of. The Star I think Wars she project, is. Yeah, she's. Still but is. she's no Kevin Feige. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. She like, you know, with all due respect, because I don't know her and I will never meet her and I will never know her, but she can't care about things the way that Kevin Feige does. Mm. That's the only reason that there's any kind of. That's not the only. Well, reason you got to think about Marvel left in Marvel, but like, yeah. Kevin Feige is a big reason why there is. So, because he has this overall vision of, like, how things are meant to be, which is good. And he has that creative control to be able to Mm. stop things or do things in a certain way. It'd be interesting to see, like, say there's an alternate reality. I guess you could say a bloody multiverse. (laughs) A different universe where Kevin Feige is in charge of Star Wars and Kathleen Kennedy is in charge of Marvel. Like, how fucking different that would be. Maybe Star Wars would be good. No, it is good. I like Star Wars. There's a few hiccups, but... Overall, it's know. fine. I don't know. Are the, are the hiccups outwe- outweighing the yeah. successes at the moment? I'd, th- I'd say so, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I'd say there's more good than bad in Star Wars. Would you? Yeah. I think we went through this the other day. It's like, financially, obviously, it's a success. Yeah. Because all their People movies are made over a billion, a billion or whatever. But, like, content-wise, like, we've had, you know, Force Awakens, when it first came out, it was decent enough. Last Jedi, I liked. You didn't like whatever. Whether you like it still or not, I don't know. Rise of Skywalker, that's a hiccup. Solo. I don't, I don't know how I feel about The Last Jedi. I know. I know. I know well, I've been listening back to the I'm podcast. Gonna to, and I'm going to have to watch it again. Yeah. I've been listening back to the podcast yes. and you still really like it from where I'm at too. I'm at nearly episode 50. So. Um, Rise of Skywalker, hiccup. Rogue One, good. Solo, okay, but not atrocious. Um, then you have like The Bad Batch, which is apparently all right. They brought back The Clone Wars for season seven. That was really good, apparently. Um, I can imagine that being good. Because Star Wars Visions, which I feel as though a lot Dave of people Filoni forget about. Probably, yeah. I've certainly forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I, I genuinely really, really enjoyed Star Wars Visions for what it was. I thought it was really, really good. Um, Mandalorian, been a massive success, like both critically and financially, like season two as well. And I'd say Book of Boba Fett is another hiccup. Like, what's that in total? Like maybe two or three hiccups out of like all the content that they've made. Then you obviously have like the gaming stuff, which is like, why would you give yeah, it to was, EA? Yeah, I mean, like EA, if we that's just a big stick flop. with films, yeah, yeah. we don't go into because gaming is a different sphere. It's you a have form of storytelling. Fallen Order, which is good overall. Overall, it is it's a decent game. It's all right. Because it depends on the player that you are. And then you have Star Wars Battlefront Two, which like only started getting good after they've given up on it. Like, you know, if they brought out Star Wars Battlefront Two like now in the state that it is now it'd be a massive success but the way that they introduced it to the world was like massive fucking what what is that um i yeah i don't know maybe it's my skepticism has taken the better of me when it comes to star wars things which i think is definitely the it's a running definitely there's a running theme of my life of of this podcast (laughs) it's fine i just i i just can't help but look at like a lot of the things that disney has done Hmm. and like, okay, The Mandalorian season one was good, and season two was good until the last few episodes, in my opinion, mm. where it's kind of gone into another territory that you could argue is good for some people. It's not what I'm looking for from Star Wars. That's fair. No, I agree with that. Book of Boba Fett is awful. We know that. Yeah, um, isn't it? <laughs> I haven't even I'll, seen I'll it. get on to my thoughts of it in a minute. Um, but that, that's interesting. 
But anyway, before we get onto that, I'll quickly go through the last bit, two bits of news before I need to charge. But you my could phone. argue like because 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 when you when you think about it, is that that balance is okay? But let's go back before Disney. Yeah, that's no, fair. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of it, which you could probably argue is the best it, thing about it. But the Clone Wars wasn't an instant success. Mm. The two Clone Wars cartoon movies were a hit with Terrible. the fans. <laughs> The, the Clone Wars movie. Oh, oh, you mean the other animated the, the, one? Okay. The, yeah, the cartoon. I movies. thought you meant the other 3D animated they're, they're one. They're really good. They're yeah. not for the masses, but they're good for the fans. Um, the original Star Wars Clone Wars movie was, yeah, was terrible. Not, not a good film. It's fucking. Uh, the season, the series got better and better and better and became a mm. bit of a masterpiece in mm. the end. Um, well, it takes its time, mate. Yeah. Yeah. The first couple of se- everybody always says the first couple of seasons are not a bit great, rough, but yeah. the, it gets better. Um, it gets really good. Um, but like, even go back to, would most people consider the prequels a success? Um, because if you add the because if you add the prequels into a bit of a like taking off taking I off guess fandom brain for a minute hindsight and taking that. off the like taking off the you know the the the, the raw like emotional attachment I have to those films from mm. being a kid and watching them and that being my first experience of Star Wars before I watched the older movies. Yeah, I would say they're flops. Probably. Uh, in what way? Like critically or financially? Because critically, when they came out, just, they were pretty just success. as art forms. Uh, take away take away financial and critically for a second and just look at them as like products of Star Wars. I'd say they're fantastic. I would say... Uh, because... I would say the first two are flops. I'd say the Re- Revenge of the Sith is, yeah. is good. I'm saying but, like in a story point uh, way of filmmaking, it's one of the best... I'll say it like that because that's one of the massive things that a lot of people give George Lucas praise for is his world building. And, you know, you can compare it to the Disney Star Wars universe is that George Lucas was fucking light years in front of world building. Yeah. You know, you always go back to the prequel trilogy and be like, fucking hell, look at this. Look how much like world building shit there is. There is, but there's also a lot of really bad stuff in there, like the overuse of CGI everywhere. Yeah, true. And the fact that the first two movies are, they're great on world building, but the dialogue that goes along with it is is terrible. And it's so mismatched. Like there's, I was watching a thing the other day that was had some deleted scenes, I think, from Mm. Revenge of the Sith, um, interestingly enough. And there's a scene where they're talking about, oh, that was it. Um, it was a it was a video that we talked about politics when it came to um politics when it came to the world of star wars and the death of um what was it the death of of uh, i can't remember what the, the title of the video was called death of oh come on what's the word will fuck's know. sake the death of liberty or something that was it the death of liberty and it's about how like it's, it's an essay video isn't on that, basically isn't how... Isn't that a quote from Padme? Uh, from Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, like, this is how liberty when, dies. And... How liberty yeah, dies, yeah. yeah. So it's the death of liberty. And it's about how, you know, Palpatine fools everybody and he's like, ha, yeah. ha, Look um, at me. I'm so genius. And it, it's great. And it is great. And there's so much detail in there. There's so much world building and there's so much political structure and intrigue that is good. And I, one of the thing, one of the conclusions that the video draws, which I really agree with, is that I think people disconnected from the first two Star Wars prequels a lot because it reminded them too much of real world politics maybe yeah. whereas there wasn't a lot of that stuff in the original Star Wars films it yeah. was mostly fantasy and escapism yeah and while like while the Star Wars prequels are, are good in my head because they're my first experience of Star Wars and I, I recognise like and this is the thing 
you have to separate and it's difficult for me to do it because i've done it many times i'm sure but it's, you have to separate what you think is a fan in hindsight of the of the product mm. rather than the actual product yeah because we can all sit here and say oh my god luke's journey through you know the last jedi was really great until you start to really look at it and examine it and you go oh no i only think that because i've watched 15 different essay videos on it did i get that initial I... reaction from the film I did. Mm, I didn't. Yeah, I, no, I no, hated fair. it. No, that's fine. Yeah. So it was like because Cause... not because of the ideas that were behind it, but by the way Luke was presented in that movie mm. and how a lot of things are presented in the Star Wars trilogy, um, sequel trilogies. But so it's like, well, you have to think of it. Were they a success? If that success comes from other people's input into them, or mm. solely standing alone, were they a success? Mm. That's fair. No, because whenever I watch something or like to read up on something regarding star wars or marvel or whatever i always like well it's one of the i guess the rules is like the only reviewer or person's opinion that you should really think about is your own it's like i'd yeah i'll watch someone's opinion on fucking the new and uncharted film or bloody mm. halloween kills or whatever things that i've been seeing recently or the jackass yeah. films which i'm going to talk about um and i will I'll have my opinion and I'll try not to make other people's opinions sway my opinion. Like there might be points that they bring up in that it sort of, it solidifies, well not solidifies. I'm trying to find the word is cause I'm quite, I would say I'm quite bad at trying to explain what I'm thinking. I've, I have very bad, uh, brain to mouth connectivity. There's a lot of people that go, yeah. that. I, so I certainly do There's, there's times when I'm watching a, an analysis video and they say exactly, like they put into words perfectly what I've been thinking this entire time. And I'm like, yes, this is why I think this way. And I use that as an example because uh, better people, that there are better people that can say stuff than me. Um, so yeah, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll think, what, what was it when I when yeah when I did come out of like Last Jedi for the first time I thought yeah it's pretty good it's pretty decent I didn't mind it it wasn't like the greatest film I've ever seen because there was like you know there's the obviously bad things about it but I think just underneath it or at least it fucking tried you know you you could always like make essays about like why fucking Luke was destroyed by Ryan Johnson or why the comedy is fucking atrocious but and I guess you know fucking uh, in another video that I showed you the other week, it was like this guy talking about Spider-Man 3. Yeah, you can make an entire video about like why that film is fucking dreadful and it's like awful and like this studio interference from Sony and like oh, it's so bad. But look at the core message and the main themes about it. Does it fit and does it stick? Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, when, I, we, I mean, when we talk this about... This is the thing. I, I don't... Yeah. And maybe this is the crux of the answer of yeah. the question of where Will stands on the last. This, this Jedi. is why I think that no movie's perfect. No, no movie. Yeah, is perfect. exactly. And we'll yeah. get onto that when we talk about the Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I think overall is a really good film. Yeah. It's it not, doesn't it's stop the fact that there's some. Though, yeah, but yeah, um, which I think is absolutely fine and healthy to talk about. And it's got a lot of weird continuity errors in it that I never realised. Can't really remember. We'll we'll talk about it. And the um, only reason I say that is because Amazon very handily points them out for you when you rent a movie. Oh, re- in, oh in yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> which was quite funny. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah. yeah, and maybe this is where I stand on the Last Jedi is that I don't. I get a lot out of the Last Jedi, but I get a lot out of it by watching people do a deep dive into what's behind the camera. Yeah, I don't get a lot out of watching it. No, that's fair. Because the way it's delivered 
yeah. is just and in a really good way and this is a thing that we we talked about i think the other day i can't remember on which podcast but subverting expectation and you were yeah. and i was when i made the point about miles with um spider-man yeah with about no way home and and it was you know i wanted them to put miles in because i wanted them to subvert our expectations more so than they did with mm. that film because everybody knew that spider-man was gonna show up if you didn't you're a dumbass i'm sorry <laughs> but it's like, too obvious it's yeah. too of ov- it's too obvious not to yeah. do it so give us just one little thing we didn't and the, mm. the ending was good because you don't know what the ending's gonna be obviously of the movie and that was good and i mm. you know but give us a little bit more than that. Give us if you're going to do a Spider-Man crossover movie, give us yeah. Miles Morales. I think, but I yeah. understand why they didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. But that's where my thinking was with it. And going back to the Last Jedi, the Last Jedi is how you not. It, let me get my words straight. The Last Jedi is how you subvert people's expectations really badly. Yeah. Is you kind of what Rian Johnson did with that movie? A lot of the concepts he had were were great, and that's yeah. what needed to Incredible. happen to Star yeah. Wars. But he did it not with a subtle knife. He did yeah. it with a fucking sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. And he beat you over the head with it. And if you can look past that, great. And you can get a really good enjoyment you know out what? of that film. You know what? I, I agree with you there. Yeah. And I would say there's one, you know, connecting thread that we can all say about this, and especially the sequel trilogies. They weren't fucking planned. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. Every single problem that we're you know, discussing and debating yeah. and arguing, you can just boil it down to that. Just like, planned. There's a reason why it hits you like a fucking sledgehammer, the subvert and expectation. It's because, yeah, it was not planned. <sighs> you had all this build-up from Force yeah. Awakens and then it just completely, you know, slapped out of your hand ice cream on the floor like a little fucking toddler. Yeah. And it doesn't it's help... Like, uh, whoops, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. And it doesn't help that... um just casually smash the mic up. That's right. Um, and it doesn't help as well that Clearly, I'm not going to say its name because I refuse to. But the, the movie that the movie that followed it just did it again. Just did it again and do, doesn't wrap up anything that was delivered in the previous film. Yeah. Had exactly. like if you handed the reins of the of episode nine to Ryan Johnson, I think he people would fun. rave about the new Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, because I think he would have delivered on a lot of or, those things. I want to say this quite controversially. Go for it. Fucking the person that you may not name, J.J. Abrams. If he just did the entire trilogy, it would have made more cohesive sense. Yeah, it would have just been the original trilogy again. Yeah. Just I mean, yeah, but at least it still would have made sense. <laughs> no, this is what I mean. Like, just have a fucking plan. Anyway, that's that's what we like yeah. to say on this If you're going to make a trilogy of movies, and you know you definitely are going to make a trilogy of movies, yeah. and there's no umming and ahhing over, over whether the first movie is successful or not... Yeah. Fucking write a story about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking plan oh, for that. We have a we're gonna have a stormtrooper that is gonna turn Jedi. Let's go out all on that then. Oh, such wasted potential. Anyway, um, whatever. Anyway. Let's fucking Star Wars. We love um, it. June part we? two is to film at the end of the summer. Did you know that? What this summer? This summer. It's coming out this year. No, not coming out. It's gonna start filming this. Oh, year. calm down. What the fuck? <laughs> I know, they've kept that under wraps. <laughs> is Tobey Maguire gonna be in Andrew Garfield? Uh, no, but apparently <laughs> the script has more Harkonnen stuff in it. So for those of you yes. that were kind of taken by um, Dave Bautista and Stellan Skarsgård's characters, yes. there's gonna be a lot more, f- a little bit more focus on them. Good, because they were probably their my, origins yeah. and their people, and probably introduce some new characters. Yeah. I reckon. That's, I, that's I, what the reports come out. I really from enjoyed Stellan Skarsgård's character in that. He was the really villainous good. Baron yeah, yeah, yeah. Vladimir Harkonnen. Um, yeah, good stuff. I got like um, three bits of news left. But yeah, excited for Dune Part Two already. It's not coming Dune out for two. a couple of Tune. years. Dune Two. 
They should call tune. it tune. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right, yeah. let's move on. Let's call it tune. <laughs> tune. Um, okay, so... Uh, what do I talk about? Oh, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe. He's playing Weird Al Yankovic in a movie biopic. I'm, it's good do you stuff, know what? I'm surprised it? it took this long for us to get a Weird Al Yankovic movie. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really know too much about Weird Al Yankovic, but I find it quite funny that Daniel Radcliffe is portraying him. It's, it's, it's really funny. funny. Like, go all out. Good stuff. If you're going to get somebody to play that kind of character, though, yeah. there's not many people better than Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. Let's be fair. Yeah. Because um, with all due respect, Dan, we love you, but you are a bit of a strange one. You are weird. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are weird, man. You are a bit strange. Yeah. Um, um, last thing I want to quickly mention is that, yeah, the Winter Olympics happened, didn't they? Yeah, that went by. <laughs> did did Britain actually win any medals? We won two. Yay, well done, Britain. We won silver in the men's curling and yeah. gold in the women's curling. Yay, well done. Yay. Locking down the curling. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Wait, it's funny because it over now. Britain's already always been good at curling, and that's it with the Winter Olympics. Yeah. That's the one thing we gun for, yeah. and that's it. Um, no, we uh, maybe because that's easily easy to replicate on bowling alleys around Britain. Very true. Yeah. Whereas finding Although, snow, yeah, bit tricky. Bit tricky. Got Scotland, and even so, you're kind of a bit iffy there because where do you do anything in Scotland? Because it's kind of flat over there. I don't know. I don't know too much about Scotland. I went to Edinburgh, and I was like, I like this place. Not a lot of snow though. Um, um, yeah, I have one the, extra. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was about to say because the uh, closing ceremony happened earlier today. Okay. And uh, did you see the flame, the uh, the the Olympic flame no. from Winter Olympics? It's fucking awesome. Is it? A lot of people were saying, "Oh God, I'm so underwhelmed because it's not really like explosive." But I'm like, dude, this is one of the best fucking flames I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a tiny flame on a candle surrounded by a snowflake that is made up of all the different countries' names. That's genius. That's great. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So much better than the other fucking flames that we've seen in recent history. I yeah. I really like that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, also, I'll it's show you a after, fucking but... flame, people. Yeah. It's not that like you can sculpt it's just, it. Just a bit of fire, isn't it? Fire bears yeah. to no one. Yeah, exactly. That's Except I mean. for water. Yeah, I'll try and find it. Oh, yeah, by the way, Barcelona for one, Valencia Barcelona one. Barcelona for one up. There we go. Nice. Good on you. Who the hell is Gonzalez Lopez? <laughs> he plays for you. <laughs> what are you doing? Let me try and find... Yeah, it's... it's uh, oh, God. I'm trying to find a picture of this. Also, are England women's winning in the footy at the moment? Uh, probably. I don't know. In the... Uh, whatever the cup name is it. England oh, pushing late winner against Spain. Uh, Arnold This must have Clark literally just cup. happened. All right. This is good stuff. Sorry, we're going to take a little bit of a detour on the sporting world. Nil-nil uh, between England women and Spain women. Yeah, good on you. Um, while but, um, Ryan finds that, but which yeah, is really that's cool. that's the snowflake, and basically right in the middle of it is, is a, a, a little, that's fl- amazing. A little flame, and like yeah, all like the the fucking things around it is made of the different countries. It's like that's amazing. This is incredible. That's really cool. Where's the creativity in that from other countries? Like that's that ten ten out of ten marks for originality yeah. and creativity. Love it. Yeah. Um, good stuff. To end on a bit of a uh, uh, the latest scientific findings, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um. Did you know that supermassive black holes at the centre of many galaxies might look more like pancakes than donuts? Fuck yeah. I want a pancake. It's pancake day coming up, mate. It is pancake You know how day excited I am for Which that. is this. I know you are. You've got like a year's supply of pancakes in your fucking car. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Good shit. Um, yeah. Uh, also, there's a trailer for Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Yeah, I was going to get onto that as well. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if it looks any good. It's got, it's I got, completely um, forgot that movie was coming out. Yeah, it's got uh, Tom Hanks in it. And uh, um, There's also a video that says, did the book of Boba Fett miss the mark? Yes is the answer to that question. Yeah, good on you, Mr. Sunday Movies. Uh, You're I'll one let, of my favourite creators. I will let Ryan talk more about it because oh, he's yeah, actually yeah, seen yeah, yeah. it. I, I'm yeah. just hating on it. because Because yeah, you haven't seen it. <laughs> and I never will. Anyway. Um, that's fair. I wouldn't recommend it. Anyway, that's it. a latest scientific discovery that's come out of um, studies. That's cool. Um, that... Supermassive black holes in the centre of galaxies are oh, probably pancakes. more flat than donuts. Do you think? Do you think they're uh, tasty? Do you think uh, you could bite one? Uh, Just go into a black hole and nom on it. I don't know. You wouldn't re- recommend um, it. But also, breaking news, everybody! Yeah. I literally just clicked on this thing. The Queen. The Queen has Got COVID. COVID. Yeah. God bless you, Queen. Save the Queen. <laughs> hope you. Uh, hope you're doing all right. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Just the Queen has COVID. Oh dear, because I thought I thought I read about that like a couple of d- days ago, maybe a week ago, yeah. about like reportedly the Queen might have COVID, and now it's been confirmed. So yeah, um, COVID is not over. Is hashtag in trending? Yeah, I mean we know that because because that's the thing. I mean, like the fact that people thought it was over is the worrying thing. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, like I, I I don't know what else to say. What was I going to say? Um, that's all of the news I have. Okay. I mean, yeah, Baz Luhrmann's doing an Elvis film. I don't know what else to say about that. Might have to do some, like, biopics later uh, in down the road. We'll talk about, like, maybe Bohemian Rhapsody. Talk about Rocket Man. Talk about Respect with Aretha Franklin. Um, should we talk about... Oh, that's interesting. I might want to watch that. Um, yeah, Peacemaker and Book of Boba Fett wrapped filming... Well, not wrapped filming, wrapped... There's a lot of shows that I want to talk about in a lot of movies. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Legend of Vox Machina next week. Yes, we will do. We will <gasps> definitely talk about it. Oh, yeah, spoilers, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Book of Boba Fett first because it's definitely the weakest thing that I've seen recently. So, uh, we I spoke about it uh, maybe last week or the week before, just giving updates on what I thought about it, and the finale happened. Um... It's still riddled with really bad comedy. Like, there's this one character. I think you saw him earlier. I'll try and get a picture of him up. But, yeah, this dude. He's... he's. Uh, I, I don't know what his name is. And I don't really care. But his comedy... He was, like, the one... Um, is it Mock Shazzes? No idea. Um, but I don't know. But either way, like, he was... There's just a really bad bit in the... Uh, in the recent show, where, yes. in in the recent episode, where like th- there's a standoff between Boba Fett and Mandalorian, and they're in Mos Espa or whatever between them, and they got. Uh, well, the story was that Boba Fett wants to uh, unite the um, other crime lords and gangsters and whatever against the top dogs. I guess the people that are. Uh, after something I really don't care this is is the story I really don't care about Um, so he's doing that and then oh yeah a shock horror they betray him and Mandalorian so it's Boba Fett and Mandalorian versus the entire fucking town so they're held up in this house and then you got this dude that comes out with a pen and paper and he's like oh fuck yeah I'm going to be the negotiator between the two um and it plays out exactly how you would think it's like because he's, he's such a dumbass this character 
because he goes out with what Boba Fett has written for him to say. He doesn't read it before he goes out because that might be a good idea, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, and like, yeah, so the negotiation is, is like the other guys won't kill you unless you leave. That's the deal. So Boba Fett writes this things up. He sends this dude out and then the dude starts reading it right in front of the guys and he's like, oh yeah, so uh, from Boba Fett and then... <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. It uh, It's so painfully obvious and just not good in the fact that he starts reading the thing and then he pauses because he reads what he's about to say and he's like, oh no, he's disagreeing with you guys and... Boba Fett is saying that he's not going to leave and you guys should you should leave. You should leave. You should leave. leave. And I'm I'm now in a predicament where I might get shot because I'm the one telling you this and it's like bad comedy fucking get over it can you just please kill him. Um because he's really fucking annoying. Uh what was the other thing? Yeah, earlier on in the season I think I told you about this scene where Boba Fett goes to this other crime lord and he's like, "Hey, I want to see this dude." But then the guy at the till is like, oh, do you have an appointment? I was like, you don't have an appointment, so you can't see him. And then there's a really awkward, long fucking bit where no one's talking and he's like looking through his computer and he's like, sorry, you don't have an appointment. It's like, ha! It's, it's like satire. We talked fuck. about this a little while ago, didn't we? It's like yeah. inserting satire comedy where satire comedy does not exist. exist. Yeah. Like if you go, go back and watch the original Star Wars movies... Yeah. There's, there's none of that shit well, in I it. I mean, there's, there's a little... There's funny moments, but they're there's not... There's funny moments, but it's like... They're not piss takes of you going to the dentist on your exactly. day off. Exactly, yeah. Know, it's like... It's, it's like, I don't it need... It felt so out the, of I don't need the ha-ha of, like, Boba Fett walking into somewhere. you get somewhere. it? Because you're having a point. Because it's like, gone to the dentist like you do in the real world. No, it's it's not uh, taking the fucking source material seriously. Yeah. It's exactly why I won't watch the show. I know. <laughs> so that happens, and yeah, so there's a massive shootout. I'm just going to talk pew, about pew, the last pew, episode. Pew, pew. And oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm trying to so yeah, they, they there's the there's the Power Rangers Vespa group. Oh my god, there's so much stuff wrong with this last episode. I'm <laughs> sorry to come in to realise with it. So Boba Fett, Mandalorian and all the people, they've like split up yeah. into their things because they have to make a lookout for these bad guys uh that um uh, are coming to they're the real like enemies of the of the state or whatever the fuck they are i don't even remember their names they're that bad um and so they're boba so fett is like right you guys go over to the uh, go over to the transport place so that just in case they land and they start coming out ah oh, we know they're there so we get the jump on them so you'd think if you're a spy and you're trying to stay undercover you wouldn't send the people that are on bright blue, green, and yellow fucking Vespers that stand out like a sore thumb. Hmm. hmm. Okay, then. Right, we'll do that anyway. So they get caught, and like the whole trap ensues. So it's just Mando and just Boba Fett in this one little place. And it's just them. They fly out, and they go into the middle, and they're starting blasting everyone around the corner. And, yeah, it's really fucking awesome because it's Boba Fett and Mandalorian. And they're shooting cunts, and they're going around like, yeah, so sick, bro. And I'm like, yeah, this is all right, but there's no fucking tension at all because guess what Boba Fett and Mandalorian are wearing? Beskar armor, which is completely blaster repellent. Or, like, 
They're just getting shot, and like I get, there's this one bit in the thing where they're getting shot so many times, and they're getting knocked over there on their knees, and like, oh, you're meant to feel like, oh no, this is the end, just before someone comes in and saves their lives, because obviously that's going to happen, but we won't get into that bit just yet. But yeah, they're getting shot at, and they're like down on their knees, and they're about to get overwhelmed. They are yeah. being overwhelmed, but like, you guys have got armor on. You aren't gonna die here, like. I understand if there was a fucking Jedi there that were wailing on you with a fucking lightsaber, which will eventually break your armor, but blasters just from standard shite art, like guns, I'm just like, oh yeah, cool, you just, you just, I don't know, getting, it's like just getting constantly tapped on the forehead with a fist. It's just annoying. Yeah, it's just annoying. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's a bee. Oh, you stung me. Oh no. Okay. And then like these people, oh yeah, because earlier in that episode also, um, fucking Cobb Vanth. The uh, guy that was played by Timothy Oliphant, who I, I really like. He's actually really cool. He got shot by Cad Bane, because Cad Bane is supposed to be awesome, apparently. Um, Cad Bane is awesome, if you watch The Clone Wars. Yeah, and I'll get on to Cad Bane in a minute. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then, like, yeah, the, they are effectively, Boba Fett and Mandalorian, they're waiting on that town that they saved from the giant space worm. Yeah. The, the, the giant earthworm thingy. Uh, that it, Sarlacc pits. The dune and, worm. The yes. dune worm. So they're they're waiting for that town to come and save them, but they don't realise that Timothy Oliphant's character has been killed by Cad Bane. So they do, so we as an audience don't know. Oh, are they gonna appear or not? Because they wouldn't have gotten the message, maybe. But then they end up do anyway because ah, oh, they owe a favour to Mandalorian apparently. So yeah, cool. That happens, and then so like okay, yeah, they've got backup. They've got reinforcements. All the people are going away, and then actually this really cool thing happens where these two giant droid things come around the corner and they're effectively giant droidicas. They're huge. They're like the size of a fucking building. They're that massive. Cool. And then they create these force fields and I'm like, this is awesome because we haven't actually seen some sort of like droidica droid. Funny, huh? We haven't seen like a droidica in fucking ages. So I'm like, okay, this is adding a little bit of tension here because, oh my God, you're getting overwhelmed by these massive things that you can't break through. And then this is where the bad thing comes in, in the fact that, okay, you're now being overwhelmed by these massive droids. You can't get through their shield. So, okay, you're going to run away. Right, you're running away. And you're running down a giant, a really, really, really long path that you're like, okay, maybe hide in a building? Yeah. You know? Maybe take cover? And it, it's... You know, there's that joke constantly about fucking stormtroopers and people can't hit a barn door when it's right in front of them. Again, it removes all tension when you have all these characters that are somewhat main characters. But it it's it's Game of Thrones fucking season finale when they're against the White Walkers at the end. You know, yeah, you see, um, oh, what's their name? The 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 knight lady. Brianna Tarth. Tarth, when you see her getting overwhelmed by zombies in one scene so you think oh she's dead and then the next scene you see her killing zombies and you're like wait what it's like you have all so these... many fake outs yeah you have yeah. so many characters that are like oh you've got the Vesper people you've got Fennec Shand you've got Boba Fett you've got Mandalorian you've got this one dude that was from that town and you've got this like other people and you're like well we can't kill them off because we need them for a different scene later on so we're just going to have this droid that is following them at like two miles an hour, shooting, completely missing them, shooting buildings when they're just like, they're right fucking there. Yeah. And again, there's no tension. No one's dying from these 
giant droid. So it's like, well, alright, I guess. Cool. <laughs> and then you have a bit where Mandalorian finds Grogu, because Grogu picks the, uh, the, the Beskar armor. So Luke uh, basically exiles Gro- Grogu. Good the, job, Luke. He, he gave that choice, you know, which I, I, you know, we'll talk about like the two episodes with Mandalorian and Luke and Grogu and stuff is really fucking good. Amazing. Shouldn't have been in the show. I'll get onto it a bit later. Um, so yeah, then you have like the bit where Grogu comes back, finds Mando and then they're on, it's, it's with the lady that was in, uh, the, the, the bit, uh, where she takes care of Grogu initially and she has all the, like the little droid friends that are helping her out she's got really fuzzy hair and stuff what from she's, what season is this uh, it's both season one and season two she's she's the one that fixes the ship or something oh yeah yeah, yeah so it's like she she yeah. brings grogu and then like you know grogu goes and helps hugs mando and you're like oh, okay that's actually really cute that's really cool character and amazing stuff like that and then they're on this like massive like speeder scooter thing and they're going like 50 miles an hour and you're like okay well brilliant you've outrun the joydica thing no? How is that, Jordica Cat? Because you're literally going so fucking fast, but then you turn a corner, you turn a corner, and then every single time there's a camera that looks in behind you, the Jordica robot thing is still there, and you're like, how is this not being left in the dirt? How is this thing still shooting at you? I don't understand science. <laughs> like, I really don't get it. Um,. Yeah, and then, like, there's a bit at the end where um, Boba Fett leaves for a time period, and you're like, okay, where's he gone? And then he comes back with that rancor that was given to him by the the other Fets, and then it's literally m- fucking Boba Fett riding a rancor, and the rancor's beating the shit out of these robot things. And you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. All right. Kind of ridiculous. Fair. It's kind cool. of ridiculous, but whatever. Star Wars, rancor. I like rancors. They're, they're sick, aren't they? Um... And yeah, it destroys the droids, and you're like, okay, it's cool. And then Mando like uses dark saber also, so it's like, yeah, they win. They win. That's cool. And then Cad Bane comes in, and is like, you and I have got a lot of history, you and me, Boba. And then they have that typical Western stare wow. off. Yeah, they wow. literally like that. And then they draw. Cad Bane shoots Boba Fett, but again, you know Boba Fett's gonna fucking win because he's got armor on. Yeah, um, it would think like if they had a lot of history, Cad Bane would know that. Yeah, you'd think that. Well, there's a bit where somebody like, you know, who was so smart Cad... that he outsmarted Obi Wan Kenobi would realize, mm. you know. Well, Cad Bane shoots him yeah. first. He puts Boba Fett on the Let floor. Me actually, he puts Boba Fett on the floor, removes his mask, and then he puts a gut at his face. And then at the end, Boba Fett trips him up with that tacky stick that he got from the Tuscan Raiders. So you're like, okay, this is kind of a cool progression and character arc that he ends up killing Cad Bane with this stick that he got from the Tuscan so he's not relying on bounty hunter weaponry he's relying that's really cool but then it still makes the fact that alright Cad Bane just died now it was the Kingpin thing from Hawkeye yeah. as yeah. much as I really enjoyed seeing Kingpin in Hawkeye and a lot of people probably would have been loved seeing Cad Bane in Boba Fett like really cool character but ultimately he's like hey I'm here Okay, I'm dead now. Alright. Bye. Bye. I'll make a cool appearance. And I got a cool hat. But no. there's no like and now I'm but dead. there's no like off screen. Who are off, you? Is it an off screen? No, no, it's there. Like you, you okay. straight up so like, stabs him and it's like, alright. 
I don't know who you are. Like, this is from me, that someone that hasn't seen the Clone yeah. Wars, so I have no idea who Cad Bane is. Yeah, you're cool. You look cool. You look amazing. And this is, as, yeah, again, as much as I liked seeing Kingpin, I guarantee that's a lot. what a lot of people would have thought about Kingpin, is that he comes in for one episode, then he just fucking gets shot. And you're like, oh, okay. Cool. Who are you? Yeah. Why? I think I recognize Why? your character, but... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't care for that. Like, and again, it's that typical... You know, bit that I mentioned earlier is like, oh, you and I have a lot of history. I what history? Give me something to work with. But this this entire show is so fucking convoluted. I don't even know if it's convoluted. It's just so structurally broken. It's it makes it a really bad show. Um, ah, oh, did I like it? I don't know. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No, there's only two episodes or three episodes which I liked out of the eight or whatever there was. Um, and then, like, yeah, then there's a bit where, you know, you wonder where Funnick Shand is this entire time and then she's gone off to kill the the uh, Lord, the uh, Kingpin gangsters that betrayed Boba Fett. And it's like, well, I mean, that would have been a cool character arc for Boba Fett to do because they betrayed him and Funnick Shand is just this... Again, who is she? Like... No she has no development at all in this show. I'm just like, who are... All right, you've killed all these people. Good for you. You're a good killer, I guess. Is that your character? All right. And then, oh, God. There's a bit right at the end where, like, you know, Boba Fett, you know, they've won everything there. You know, Boba Fett's now the leader of the thing. And then he's walking through the town scene. Everyone's smiling, accepting, and, you know, thankful for him. And then he goes up and he looks at Fennec Shand and he's like, oh, we're not built for this 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 world or whatever so they're implying or something on the lines of that so he's implying that he's now going to hand the reins to someone one of the vespa kids or one of the the the, the wookie the uh, bounty hunter wookie so you're like so what was the fucking point of the show then if you're just if you didn't want to be here in the first place what why? was the point like yeah from a story perspective, you're like, you know, at the end of Mandalorian Season 2 and you saw that post credit scene when Boba Fett is sat on the throne of Jabba's palace, you're like, fuck yes, I want to see this. I want to see Boba Fett become the kingpin of Tatooine. I want to see that. And, you know, the the marketing for this that's show... A, that's a fitting end to the stature of his character, yeah. really, isn't it? And you're like, okay, this is really cool. And, like, the what they said at the start of the show and uh, in the trailers, like, oh, I'm not going to rule with fear, I'm going to rule with respect. Awesome! That is such an awesome way of like making Boba Fett a likable character, but he does all this shit, and you're you know the story is so like structurally weak, and then at the end he's like ah oh, yeah maybe we shouldn't do this, and you're like, what was the fucking point? <laughs> Why is this writing? What, honestly, <laughs> what is the point? I've just sat through eight of these just for you to be like nah I don't like it, all right, and also I'm not sure if you've seen on. Twitter or anyone like that, but those fucking Vespa characters, they're so funny, because again, like, they stick out like a sore thumb. The writing is pretty piss poor. And then there's this one scene where, you know, again, they're getting overrun by, like, all these bad guys, and they're shooting, shooting, shooting. And then the one dude with, like, the, the eye... Yeah. He's got a cybernetic enhancement on the eye. He, like, does this really, really funny and out-of-place, like, spin and shoot. It's... Oh, that was something. <laughs> was it? Just type in Vespa Spin or something on Google because it's fucking hilarious. And I've what seen. What are they riding? I know. 
I haven't actually looked at the pictures until now, but you're, I know. you're 100% right. That yeah. is a, that is a what fucking is that? Power Ranger thing. What is it? And like, a lot of people are being like, oh, yeah, but... Also, like, also, why are there mirrors? Tatooine doesn't have real roads, and there aren't road rules. I think we're peeking a bit. I'm sorry about this. Oh, no, but dearie like, me. But, like, there's, there's a bit where, like, you know, there's Saturn, like, they're shooting and whatever, and then the dude, like, does a spin and then shoots and then he kills someone. It's like, why? <laughs> why? Un- unnecessary it's barrel roll. It's so <laughs> unnecessary. It's not even a barrel. It's just like... 360 no-scope. 360. That's what it is. What it's are a 360 you doing? No-scope. And like a lot of people are being like, well, yeah, I mean, this is Star Wars. You see a lot of like Jedi doing un- unnecessary flips. It's like, not from a fucking weird prick with an eye that does a spin and just shoots for no reason. There were a lot of unnecessary flips with the Jedi, but that was the like, style they chose That's the, the finesse of yeah. the Jedi and the way they fight in the combat. Like, so I guess it makes more sense. No, they're just random dude. They just eye spin and shoot because cool. Do you know what? That's sick, yeah, bro. And that's the difference. It's like... Ah, oh, he's fucking sick, even, bro. Even though you could say that the, 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 the Jedi thing <laughs> is unnecessary, at least it comes from a point of somebody thinking like, and like, oh, the Jedi in their prime would probably be like pretty flexible and acrobatic yeah. like they'd be like whirling this around one guy you. just does a spin for no but, reason and then it comes from a writer like oh, a writer's yeah. room or producer's room of like oh and you know what the kids love they love shoot em up games spins, don't they they, they do yeah. and like my son is always going on about well, he's got a 360 no scope dad and i don't yeah. really know what it means but i think it means spinning around on a vespa so that's what we're gonna do yeah i'm gonna that's try exactly find, where that's come from i'm gonna try and find that fucking spin because it's really funny um Ah, oh, they're not even got it on pictures. All right, sweet. I'll oh, show it to you later. That's but such it's, a letdown. It's fucking comical, and like you know, even the Vespers. A lot of people were being like, "Well, what's the Star Wars? You're gonna have really unique and weird fucking vehicles in it as well." Yeah, maybe on Coruscant, like a planet that is literally a city in cybernetic enhancement and like you know just colorful and brimming with life, and it's like New York but fucking on steroids. But also, if it's if they're Vespers, yeah. They're just a real-world thing you've just put in Star Wars yeah. because somebody went... Again, it's like... Wouldn't it be I, cool if we did Vespers but in Star Wars? But it's like, I, again, I don't mind the idea of these being, like, colourful, Vesper-looking, like, hovercraft things. Like, again, if, but Tatooine, it's just so out of place. You're on a desert planet. Have, like, that really, really, you know... You remember Luke riding that speeder in A New Hope? And, you know, you've got all those, like, you know, when he goes to Mos Eisley and he's, like, you know, you've got those camel things that are pulling that cart that is, like, hovering. It's, like, yeah. it looks shit and it looks worn and it looks just like it's about to fall apart. Like, that's the sort of stuff it's that I expect. It's a junk planet. It's yeah. a junk, it's a absolute trash. Oh, I'm sorry, no, that's the that's the other sand planet. Oh, Jakku, <laughs> yeah. That other non-Tatooine-esque place. Jakuine. Um But... Oh God! Glad like, you enjoyed the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and all right. So I'll get onto this as well. Why it's structurally like okay. If you told me right, the show is going to be about Boba Fett, and one of the stories is going to be him, you know, coming out of the Sarlacc pit, and then he involves in this uh, Tuscan Raider family, and he earns their respect, and like yeah. that. Awesome! I love that story. And then also he's going to get onto becoming the warlord about this Moss Esper and become the kingpin of Tatooine. Awesome, I want that. And then also you're going to have two episodes of Mandalorian that has absolutely nothing to do with this show at all. Um, and he's going to, you know, get Grogu back and you're going to see a bit of Luke Skywalker. It's like, okay, yeah, awesome. But those two episodes should not have been in this. Not at all. Because 
if you're just one person that watches Mandalorian season one and season two, you have that really emotional. I know you you probably think different, but like for what it is, is a really emotional send off of Grogu and Mandalorian. It's like a father and son separating away and whatever. For them to go onto this random ass uh, show and just be like, oh yeah, by the way, now they're back together. Yeah. You've ruined all sort of emotional weight that that holds because you've, again, you've sent off in such a beautiful way for then, you know, you start watching episode uh, season three and just be like, oh, they're back together. Wait, they're back. What? Why? Why? Yeah. I just, you know, I had this emotional detachment and now you just bring, okay, so I guess that was for no fucking reason then. All right. Because how, they, many, they how many people seriously are going to watch the Book of Boba Fett? Not after now. <laughs> like, but like, I, you know, do that moment after season three. You need to have a gap when they're not together. You know? It's, oh, it's just, so... this just thinks of like, Disney were just so afraid to let the little Yoda go. Because yeah. they were like, oh, he's, he's just such a big seller. We can't, can't do it. Quick, quick, write two episodes in Book of Boba Fett, yeah. which is going to be shit anyway, because we, we don't really put an effort in. We, they have no fucking idea what to do with Boba Fett. They built it up, you know what, somewhat decent. It's like, right, Boba Fett is this character that is just, oh, I look cool and I'm a good with a gun, even though I'm a complete fucking idiot and fell into a Sarlacc pit. Right, okay. Um, oh, shit, we've already made a really badass-looking Mandalorian that shoots cool. Ah, oh, well, we can't do that again. What do we do with Boba Fett? Do you know what oh, this is bollocks. again, Ryan? So They don't know what to do with him. They it's, no idea. It's Disney not planning. Yeah, probably. It's ju- it's just Disney oh. having the rights to Star Wars and just being trigger happy with announcing yeah. projects, and then but, going again, like, oh I, shit, now I, we actually have to write the project. Yeah, but it's like I don't, I don't mind, you know, him becoming a kingpin and him learning how you know, how to deal with like the culture of Tuscan Raiders. Cool, do that. But it was at the start of the show where it was completely flip flopping between like past and present, past and present. And I'm like, okay, so I don't give a fuck about the future stuff. And all these characters that are just complete nonsensical and boring. You're going back to the Tuscan Raiders. Oh, okay, now I'm starting to get interested. Oh, now they're all dead. Okay. So you built that up and then just killed them off. Now you're dealing with all this boring stuff that I don't care about. And then yeah. also, oh yeah, you thought that was boring? Well, it's so boring that we're not going to do the next two episodes on Boba Fett. We're just going to do it on Mando Season 3. Yeah. Which is like... Okay, you want to bring Mando into the season? Cool. Have Boba Fett you know, hire Mando, so you've literally got two, or the last three episodes with Mandalorian, with Boba Fett, not just this random ass side quest, when because again, just... that, that stuff is good, yeah, that <laughs> stuff is, that, that yeah. shit is really, really good and it's good because it was done by fucking Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard, who is brilliant she is, her episode is probably the best out of the lot, so good, I, I can't wait to, she needs to have her own fucking show just, just yeah. have Bryce Dallas Howard direct every single episode Star Wars of Mandalorian yeah, season, season three, three and Dude. have Dave Filoni be the creative director yeah. on it. And then you sort of... Oh, brilliant. I really love those Which is what should two. have happened, yeah. Disney. You should have handed the reins to that man when you bought the rights. Because mm. he is... This Him is and John Favreau. Thing. Yeah. He, I, no, I was... No, just Dave Filoni. I, I've been watching so, like, so many different things. Dave Filoni is the son George Lucas never had. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. He understands Star Wars as well as the creator of mm. Star Wars does. Okay, if you want to bring in John Favreau, yeah, because he's a good director. But mm. it's like, come on. Yeah. Man. But it's it's such a mess. 
Book of Boba Fett. It doesn't know where it wants to be. And you, you just undid everything you did from Mandalorian Season 2, just like that. And you're like, okay, all right, cool. I don't know. What, like, you know, season, exact... season, season 3 of Mandalorian is going to be like, oh, yeah, Baby Yoda show part 3. And also we're probably going to deal with stuff in Mandalore and Bo-Katan and stuff. But it's like, I would have like Mandalorian dealing with the whole Bo-Katan stuff and taking over Mandalore back again. Do you and know then what, bring the Grogu you know back right at the end or something. Be, yeah, do you know what I'm going to be like really, really f- like a little bit mad about if they what? do this in season three of The Mandalorian? What's this? If they have Ezra show up yeah. and they just do another Luke, Luke Skywalker send-off just with Ezra instead. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the reason that Grogu wasn't in like the later Star Wars films is because he's off somewhere completely different with Ezra. I don't know. I'm just I'm burnt out on unless they'll Boba do Fett. that in I don't yeah. know unless they'll do that in Ahsoka but but yeah it's just I found that funny as fuck the ending like, also oh. I saw the scene I always saw the the people talking about the scene between um, Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker it's just which oh, is just so like, underwhelming yeah exactly first time you've seen these two characters together and it's just like haha <laughs> yeah haha just like your dad all right just like you <laughs> cool I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just like your dad I will do what I must <laughs> kill kids <laughs> yeah no. exactly. anyway that was Boba Fett See, uh, Boba Fett um, yeah. again like if it was probably structured better I, I you know I like the content that was in it it's just yeah we're gonna have the Mandalorian season 3 in this as well for some reason they just reason. don't know what they're and, doing with it yeah they don't know what to do yeah. uh, Peacemaker season and 1 and actually interesting yeah. sorry no, last thing by making it the way they have, they've completely betrayed the idea of exploring Boba Fett's character more. Yeah. Because now, and now I'm definitively doesn't... not bothered with him now. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not... He, his show is not about him. It's no. about everything else in the Star Wars universe yeah. but him. Yeah. I mean, that in a sense could make sense because, like, yeah, you're just one character. You're not... And you're just... You're a fish in a pond. You're, you're a fish in a lake. Yeah, but not yeah. in the sense of yeah, like yeah, if you're yeah. gonna do a show about someone, explore that goddamn character. Yeah, yeah. You can add other people in and you can have cool cameos. But if adding people in and connecting him to other people to make him seem cooler is the only thing you're doing, mm. you're not creating a character, you're just creating more mess. Yeah. It's like the Cad Bane thing. Why is Cad Bane in this I show? Because he was part of the other group of people that just died and it's like, alright, okay, cool. That's, that is that is directly somebody sitting in that goddamn writing room going, do you know what would be really cool if mm. Boba Fett and Cad Bane had a duel? Because that would be really interesting. Because yeah. it's the two greatest... Nobody ever stopping to go, why are you doing this? Yeah. What is the point this is serving other than to just be, oh, we've got a bounty hunter in Star Wars I, um, here that everyone loves, and we've got a bounty hunter in here that Star Wars and everyone loves, I, I, and they should fight each other. Yeah. i tell you what was a really good video that I showed, which I'll definitely put in the link and everything and i'll show you later is um this this guy called mauricio and he has a channel called brown table and he did a episode on talking about hawkeye he didn't really like it and he there's a part in a video where he describes that the problem with marvel which i agree with and you know actually looking back on it, it is a problem with marvel and now like what boba fett has done is they the main point in that show and what keep getting people to watch it is the hype between like again it, it's this mystery villain you know one division it's like oh is it bloody mephisto well fuck it like and then winter soldier and falcon is like oh who, who's the who's the power broker who's who's yeah. that who's that and then in fucking loki is like oh who's who's the guy at the end of the time 
Oh, yeah. oh, it's Kang. It's Kang. Bloody look at that. And then Hawkeye. Oh, who's, who's this guy? Oh, it's Kingpin. Look at that. It's, and then Boba Fett. It's like, oh, but we got Cad Bane. <laughs> look, at, look at that. It's that. It's, it's in every thing. single fucking show. Yeah. You know? They did the same it's... thing with Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. They just didn't do it with the villain. Which surviving Jedi that we yeah. haven't killed oh. is coming to get him? Yeah. Oh, oh, Who's this? Skywalker. Ah. It's just building on hype. Where It's like, you know, if they brought in Kingpin right at the start of Hawkeye, and they were like, yeah, this is Kingpin, by the way. Now just... Whole show dedicated to him. Okay, Daredevil kind of does it, but they bring in kingpin not at the end of the fucking show they're bringing him maybe halfway they're like oh yeah there's this like this mysterious guy that is overtaken hell's kitchen it's his city like oh my god and we don't say his name and then like maybe five episodes in it's like oh my god it's got this guy called wilson fisk and then you know oh fuck it's kingpin and then you spend another couple episodes knowing kingpin's backstory you get to get his character you know him you understand him and how much of a brutal piece of shit he is and then it comes to a end at the end it's like perfect Oh, peak television right there and then it's just with these shows it's like as much as i enjoyed loki i loved it i loved um wandavision i liked hawkeye it i do see those problems and i hope they don't continue doing the that. villains aren't the best bit about them yeah are they yeah. when you think and yeah. maybe it extends into a greater problem with yeah. marvel's difficulty I, I, with villains. well it's like i i really enjoyed kang at the end of loki like the performance is what made kang at the end and it wasn't necessarily a about him it was about loki and loki variant i think, I think that reveal works though yeah because it's it's yeah, well yeah. in line with the story that's going on one division i guess is a little bit of a letdown and again it wasn't like you know it wasn't mephisto it was agatha all along but she was always in the show so i guess yeah. you could let that, that one was off. that was not too bad no that was a power broker no one gave a fuck about no, no and also it was kind of obvious that it was agent carter all right cool but also i care more about evil captain america and not even flag smashes they were kind of bad um we spoke about it you can I, listen to I, it i didn't care i didn't care about, i feel really bad for not caring about evil captain america mm. I, I, <laughs> I you know i guess maybe because they didn't focus on his character a lot more but like he was there throughout i like a lot, lot of potential I, with him the best bit about Falcon Falcon Winter soldier i can't remember what i said in the original podcast we did maybe I we both really liked it but i yeah. i just liked falcon and falcon winter soldier, soldier. Yeah. which is fine yeah well probably the you know yeah hawkeye yeah, hawkeye is all about like you know i i liked i liked echo yeah. and um i'm trying to think who else is in hawkeye you know kate bishop kate, kate, obviously kate bishop and hawkeye and like echo was the main ones but then you just tack on kingpin kind of unnecessarily at the end like mm. makes sense that he was the big bad guy all along but why wouldn't you like there's so many deleted scenes with vincent d'onofrio as kingpin and you're like why would you cut this this is pure character development and progression. This is insane that you decided to cut this. Why? Anyway, Peacemaker. <laughs> Strictly on to another franchise. Um, I quite liked it. You know what? Pretty good. Yeah. All in all, I like uh, it. Was I guess it was just more for me hard to get into. Did you like the Justice League coming to save him? Spoilers. I was about to, I was about to say that. Did you know that Justice League came in right at the end? Yeah, and they I, don't I, save I, him right at the end. I, I saw it. I saw a thing. I saw. A, I so, Beastmaker at the end, like you know, again the villains are more compelling than Book of Boba Fett. The characters are more compelling. Yeah, there's a. I guess the only problem I had with Peacemaker is like some of the crash jokes, which I'm just like, you don't need that. But overall, actually, you know what? 
It's pretty good. James Gunn, you know, it's just suspend your disbelief enough. This is what it's about. If you don't like it, all right, fair enough. It's not for you. But sweet, awesome. And then, like, you know, Peacemaker does his thing, kills the giant uh, cow at the end. Yeah, it's the deal of a cow, but not a cow that you think of. It's like a giant bug cow that feeds this honey shit to these flies, butterflies, actually. It's weird, very weird, and kind of so messed up. Are we like are we setting a new precedent in DC where every single villain has to be some sort of animal? Maybe giant Slash starfish, industry, like giant yeah. starfish now, and now a giant a cow, cow bug, thing. yeah, cow bug thing, and then a bunch um, of butterflies. But it's like the butterflies and whatever they had their motivations, which you know when they all came to head. Spoiler: and what King Shark's going to turn evil, and he's the big bad. <laughs> Maybe. Um, and I really liked the relationship between Peacemaker and his dad. Like his dad is a fucking white supremacist Nazi piece yeah. of shit human being but it's peacemaker's dad like there's that connection there like he's always been sort of like treated shitly by his dad but dad also made his like his uniform and stuff and like taught him to be this killing machine and this evil person so it's like it's this tragic upbringing to this character that doesn't really know better maybe that's why peacemaker is kind of like a bit of a moron and stuff um but yeah the, the whole justice link thing at the end it's quite funny because they don't do anything. They just show up. And then Peacemaker's like, you fucking took your time, you dickheads. And then just walked on and basically said, I'll go fuck a fish, Aquaman. That was it. <laughs> and then Jason Momoa just turned to Barry and was like, fucking, can, can we stop with these rumours? And then Barry was like, it's not a rumour. Oh, then, is it the actual Justice League? Yeah, it's, it's actually Jason Momoa and it's actually uh, Ezra Miller as the Flash. Wonder Woman is not Gal Gadot. It, like, Wonder Woman and Superman, they're the ones that are silhouetted. You don't actually see their faces. But it, it's them. And, funnily enough, there's this whole controversy being like, loads of fucking people were like, oh my god, why didn't you have Batman a cyborg there? Oh my god, it's so dumb. Apparently, James Gunn did have stunt doubles for Batman and Cyborg in it. Oh, really? Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, and I need to get this, I need to get this up this picture because it's it's cool. Um, after that epic peacemaker finale, I can finally post this. Sadly, um, uh, sadly, I and Cyborg were cut from the final edit. Why? Only James Gunn and Warner Brothers Entertainment know that. While it's uh, disappointing to be uh, scrubbed out, it's still the best. Um, best, uh, still a blast and a dream come true to wear the suit. And it's just this guy with who is a stunt double uh, it's just a stunt double for batman and it's like why the fuck would you cut that why would you cut i guess and did they want batman to remain I, separate from the batman i movie? think james gunn genuinely wanted them to be in it but warner brothers stopped because ray fisher's cyborg well ray fisher in general has been on twitter lately being like hey fucking apologize warner brothers haven't said anything since the whole no. Joss Whedon and that confrontation, and they probably won't because they even tweeted, yeah, because I think I think I saw on Twitter it was like Justice League, uh, no, not Justice League, but he, Warner Brothers like tweeted out something like, oh yeah, Black History Month, yeah, and they basically had Deadshot, Idris Elba's Bloodsport, and Black Canary didn't have Cyborg, and it, oh, you f- fucking stop, Warner Brothers, what are you doing? Um, yeah, it's it's really bad taste. It's really bad And taste, yeah, Ray yeah. Fisher basically called them out and was like, yeah, maybe you should just fucking apologize for the amount of shit that we've had to deal and with through... Stop doing stop fu- shit. Yeah. yeah, and like basically called them out. So that's probably why Warner Brothers cut side... Oh, you're just making yourself look bad there, Warner Brothers. This is looking really bad for you. 
Um, but yeah, like, why not till you've cut Cyborg out just because you're a petty piece of shit company? Maybe, allegedly, possibly, maybe. I'm just making assumptions and whatever. Well, no, because of course, like, because you, you, that's an active decision. There's no way that you would do that poster without Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. Like, unless they're really that fucking embarrassed mm. that Zack Snyder's Justice League did better than the original Justice League. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> But like, yeah. but um, even then, that's still really, really petty. <laughs> and um, yeah, and the fact that you don't have Batman, it's like, why not? Oh yeah, but we've got another Batman film coming out, and also Michael Keaton's Batman is going to be in the flat. Yeah, too many Batmans. But like, this is also, a fucking oh, that's a that's a bit of news. There's, it? there's set photos released of Michael Keaton's Batman. Oh sweet, yeah, nice, good shit. I will pull it up. I forgot because it's not on Facebook. I oversaved it on Instagram. That's let me, right. Let me pull it up quickly. That's cool. Um, yeah, Peacemaker, I think overall is actually really good. Um, good emotional beats. Good music as well, because obviously James Gunn loves his music in his shows. Um, there you go. There's, 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 the Michael, oh, there's the Michael fuck. Keaton Batsuit. It's updated as well. It looks slightly different, which good, is pretty cool. Good shit. Um, I, um, I'm i not excited for Batgirl. I just thought I'd tag that on the end. <laughs> um, I, I, like, yeah. Um, why? Why are we? Wanna... Why are we? Why are we bringing back Michael Keaton as Batman? Yeah, With all due respect, he Nostalgia. was a cool Batman. Yeah. <sighs> he yeah, was a bit of a psycho killer Batman, though. Yeah, we'll have to go back and watch those Batman films before. The we flash. will do. Yes. Yeah, that's really good. I think this year is going to be just Batman. You know, it's the year of Batman. I just um, hope they don't saturate Batman completely. But yeah. then again, I have full faith in Matt Reeves as the Batman. Oh my God, was... <laughs> Two weeks, man. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Jackass real quick. Go for it. Because their new film has come out. Go for Jackass it. Jackass Forever. I haven't seen it and I really want to. So I was like, oh, let me just go back and watch all the Jackass films. <laughs> You're going to hate me first. They are pure cinema. <laughs> pure cinema? They are <laughs> cinema. <laughs> Martin Scorsese, eat your heart out. Your These heart. are cinema. Um, no, the reason why I say this is because it's like, like what, what is a definition of cinema? It's like, oh, don't get into this thing. I'm this fucking is, getting a, into this it. This is just this goes an endless rabbit hole of. of just... no, I, to be honest, I listened to a podcast when they basically said this, and they actually made a fairly decent point because they were like, "This is the purest." Like, actually, you know what? What did you think? What do you think of Jackass? It's definitely never not... watched it. That's no, it's fine. It's probably not for you because it's just a bunch of idiots. I've seen a couple of clips. Yeah. I think in my time. Yeah, that's me talking like I'm. I think I've seen Jackass in my time, but mm. I've learned a lot of things in my time. Um, they're just a bunch of idiot friends going around talk well, not tormenting, terrorizing each other. You know. Basically oh. like a prank show, isn't it? Yeah. But they tried to kill themselves effectively. <laughs> it's like Tom Cruise, do you wanna Do you wanna come in? Do you wanna do you wanna, do you wanna, do you wanna join the party? Yeah. Um And it's just it's so funny watching back at them because like I'm sorry. If you're one of those people that I would say you're more of a psychopath, like you know, you know, when you watch a video and you see a little baby and they just fall over and they hit their face or something, you're like, it's pretty funny, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's a kid and they fall over. Yeah, they're crying, but like, I oh, that was pretty funny, wasn't it? It's that, but on a grander scale of people breaking their bones and like shit in their pants and literally shit in their pants. It's, and you are genuinely a psychopath. If you don't find a kid falling over funny. Yeah. I'd say you're more of a psychopath if you don't do that. Because I don't know what it is about the human brain, but that just finds people hurting themselves funny. 
it's a res- it's a trauma response, isn't it? Yeah. That the body has of like, I need to make fun of this because ooh, because <laughs> that hurts. So you have the like yeah. the YouTube channel like Fail Army. It's just a compilation of people yeah, hurting themselves. It's like, brilliant, fucking hilarious. I mean, let's be honest. We all love you. You've been framed. Don't lie. Yeah. That is just people Again, doing stupid like, shit. I'll have to I'll have to ask Jem because I know she'd be one of those people that is like, oh yeah, no, I don't like Jackass because there's people hurting themselves. No, go on. You, you've never not seen someone fall over yeah. and laughed yeah. like jackass is just an extreme version of you've been framed yeah exactly except people aren't submitting and clips they're just submitting themselves to the trauma and that's all it is and i find it really funny that the older films because i watched all five i watched jackass one two 2.53 and 3.5 and they've obviously made a fourth one and oh my god it's funny seeing their progression and just seeing the level of insanity that they go at like there's one bit where they like literally they are psychopaths i swear they literally wire up a electric shock thing to someone's ball sack oh. and it's like what what possesses someone to do that? who wakes up in the morning and is like i want to sting my nuts let's do it oh yeah i'm gonna go into a porta poppy uh party people one of the uh, porta potty porta potty or whatever i want to sit in it get it strapped up to this bungee thing and just fling myself into the air so that all the shit and urine that is just and sick that is in the porta potty just covers me and i'm just going out of the porta potty at the end like steve-o does that and it's like what the fuck are you doing Oh yeah, you know what would be really cool is if I go onto a uh, like a bungee cord. No, no. What was your thing? I go onto a tightrope thing yeah. that is directly above alligators. And if I fall in, I might die. <laughs> yeah, there isn't any might. I will die. Yeah, no. But he actually does fall in. And he somehow evades a bite from a crocodile. Oh yeah, you know what would be really funny if I get an alligator snapping turtle and I let it bite my ass. It's just something so pure. And it's like, you watch it and you're like, these guys are like, they're the purest, they're just having so much fun. And it's like the purest form of friendship I can ever see. That's why I think it's cinema. (laughs) It's the purest form of cinema. Because you're having fun. And like, I think, yeah, a a big part of cinema is like, you you, you suspend your, not disbelief, but you're just going in there, shutting off your brain. You're having a good time. You take it for what it is. And it's just haven't seen friends just dick about and hurting each other and having fun with stun guns and getting the dick out and so weird and I love it. <laughs> That's a hell of a sentence that you just yeah, said. No. Stun guns and getting your dick out. <laughs> getting a stun gun on your dick. <laughs> yeah, Jackass is good. I really What's like worse, it. I really getting wanna... a dick on your stun gun or a stun gun on your dick? Probably both. <laughs> just equally as shit to be fair. I, yeah. I mean, you know, Cinema is whatever you make it. Yeah, it's like that's that's the, you know what it is, isn't it? Martin Scorsese's version of cinema is the golden age of cinema. That's what he yeah, thinks no, when he fair. says cinema, because that's what the pop culture definition yeah. of cinema is. It's, but it's, it's Marvel movies a good... are cinema. Yeah. Jackass movies are cinema. Yeah. You know. I'm glad you agree with that. Actually, <laughs> it's just, it just whatever you want. Yeah. Why do you go to a cinema? Have fun. Cool. I think for you, like, yeah. please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think cinema for you in particular is something that. Something that allows you to have fun, so that you forget well, about the, the world thing is, outside. It's like it's kind of everything. Like yeah. I'm, I'm all for like everything. Like Jackass, that's cinema. Like Martin Scorsese's movies. Like, but if you were to break having... it down to one thing, because like what we, is my favorite we all, we all have our like. I'm going to make there, another there, finger there are... reference. Fingers in pies. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of bloody fingers in pies in Jackass, if you know what I mean. Mate. 
no no i think with me it's like there are times when I'm like, you know what? I want to get depressed today. I want to watch a film. <laughs> 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 right, you're like, right, mate. It's like, I want to, to I want to, I want to watch a film that is like, yeah. got really deep stuff and me oh, learning yeah. about like characters' flaws and, you know, the hard shit that people go through. Like, you know, the film Lion or, uh, you know, 12 Years a Slave, you know, Godfather for an example. It's like, I might need to rewatch that to be honest because we did, a podcast on it but like there's stuff there's times when i do want to watch something like that and be like feel something but then there's other times i'm like do i want to watch batman and robin fuck it why not <laughs> why not yeah. just take it for what it is mate like yeah it's the the films that try to be something that completely hit the mark where i'm a bit like okay but it's like if you know jackass it knows what it is just a bunch of friends just hurting each other. All right, sweet. That's comedy. That's content. <laughs> hashtag content. Hashtag, yeah, hashtag content. Yeah. Yeah. Jackass is good. I really like I really want to see the new one because apparently Johnny Knoxville, the main guy, like, how many times has he nearly died? Stupid uh, amount. I mean, there there is a good argument to say that, yeah. that maybe he should have. <laughs> in, in some instance. He should have. Like, because um, apparently there's a moment in the newest... Uh... Well, another thing I love about Jackass is that... There's like one moment in the films where they're like, right, yeah, I'm just gonna do this like small little thing. I'm gonna get a, a, a you know, a glass of water, and I got a boxing glove, and I throw the glass of water in someone's face right behind them, and then also punch them in the face at exactly the same time. Something as simple as that. Or I'm gonna sit on this bike, go down a ramp, and then go headfirst into like four walls of like uh, asbestos. Like fuck it. <laughs> and then there's like you know so they're so low production they're so like thing like i'm gonna grab a basketball and i'm gonna throw it at someone's nuts because funny yeah and then there's other times where they're like right okay i'm gonna you know get all these like designers and whatever i'm going to build a cannon and then i'm gonna wear wings and i'm gonna shoot myself out of the cannon and try and fly obviously it's not gonna work <laughs> but it's funny <laughs> There's there's one that is oh, really dear. it is quite funny, but also it's kind of like that's oh this could go really bad. Is where oh, there's so many levels to it again with like the production design. They wanted to go the extra step. It's like hey, uh, Aaron, I think is what his name. He's the one that is terrified of doing things. So it's like the joke is it's funny seeing him in so much discomfort and anxiety. Yeah. So there's one bit where they're like oh yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna dress you up as a terrorist. And you're literally going to have like bombs strapped on you. And you're basically going to go onto this taxi and we're going to drive you to an airport. And oh my God. during the taxi, you're going to like start shouting bomb, bomb, bomb and stuff like that. But the joke is the taxi driver's in on it. So <laughs> he's riling Aaron up to start saying bomb, bomb, bomb. But the <laughs> And then like he pulls over into this like space, uh, like empty space away. So there's no one around. He gets out, starts genuinely like slapping and hitting him quite hard because he's trying to play a, a role. And then he's going to pull a fake gun out and threaten Aaron, <laughs> who is like the terrorist, and be like, no, don't. This isn't a fucking joke. And well, I'm definitely not in on it and stuff like that. I'll get in the boot of my car because you're a terrorist. <laughs> I'm going to get you in the boot of my car and I'm just going to drive around in circles. <laughs> and whilst the other guys are like, you know, so when they get Aaron in the boot of the car, they like get like these nails or whatever and start smacking them together. So it sounds like gunfire. So it's like, you know, oh, the joke is um, 
oh, the guy's behind the camera, oh no, it's just a prank, it's just a joke, it's we're filming and whatever, and then he doesn't believe them, so he shuts the boot, starts shooting his gun, in quotation marks, drives around, so Aaron is, he's genuinely terrified, he's like, oh my god, what have I done, Yeah, I'm gonna get killed here, and it's not until they open the boot of the car, they all start laughing and being like, ah, you're in a, you're a fucking dickhead for thinking this is, yeah, you know, whatever, and then, to level it up even more, they are like, okay, so we need to give you a beard to make you look like a terrorist or whatever, legit, like one of those generic looking terrorists. Okay, we're not going to give him normal hair. Of course not, yeah. <laughs> no, gonna, I know where this we're goes. Gonna, we're going to shave off every single crew member's pubic hair <sighs> and then put that on his oh, face. Horrible. It's oh, <laughs> It's so awful. <laughs> but again, content. Fucking love it. Yeah, that, that was just... So many levels that you think you're just doing this innocent thing. Oh, I'm being a terrorist, or whatever. But no, the taxi driver's in on it, and also you got pubes on your face. Good for you, dickhead. <laughs> yeah, Jackass is good. I love it. Um, good, good. Should we talk about Dark Knight Rises? We, we should. Yes. We should. I got an hour left, so we're going to talk about this. It's the final, final Batman. Na, na, na. Where is she? Um, came Where's on, that trigger? It came out 2012, didn't it? Yes. 2012? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What yes. with Bane? With Bane is taking over Gotham and destroying everything. It also breaks the Batman. Um, there's a lot of twists and turns. We're going to go straight into spoilers and stuff because it's been out for ages and everyone's seen it surely. And this one it's had... It's been out for 10 years. It's been out for 10... Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which means it's 10 years since the last this... standalone Batman movie. Really? Yeah, because, well, the Batman yeah. comes out. We've obviously had... Yeah, obviously had, like, Ben Affleck's Batman, but that wasn't a standalone. Damn, that's, that's insane to think. Also, um, interesting fact, because that was a fact that I just dropped yeah. uh, out of nowhere. Like that. I'm like that. But also, uh, Amazon told me <laughs> when I was watching the film... That, <laughs> Thank you, Amazon. Thank uh, you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. No. Now look what we've done. Yeah. Um, fuck off, Jeff. Um, Go shoot someone into space again or something I was like, did you see that thing well, this is a tangent and a half did you yeah. see that thing that he's launching a new yacht that he's just purchased or whatever oh, fuck and off. like a thousand people have already signed up to like stand on the pier and like throw tomatoes at it or something <laughs> <laughs> some <shit like> that. <laughs> yes oh where's that position I want to sign oh, it oh dear it was good mm. anyway um so that the Rises, Batman, is the only is the is the first Batman trilogy mm-hmm. to actually be a trilogy. Yes. It's also only the second ever movie franchise to be a trilogy. Yep. After Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That is very true. That, those are the Wait. only two com- that were complete. Blade. Blade, uh, there was a trilogy of that. I don't know when the third one came out, though. No, I'm pretty sure Blade was a trilogy. I don't know when Blade 3 we'll, came we'll out. Well, fact check Amazon, then. Fact check Amazon. Blade, what fucking... That's racist. <laughs> Well, no, so when, um, when this um, film came out, it had a lot to live up to, especially considering the Dark Knight. Um, yeah, when did Blade Three come out? When did it come out? Oh, two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah, so it came out before. So, superhero trilogy mm. gets stuffed. Amazon. I don't know. Maybe they were That's not fine. counting Blade as a superhero because he's more of an antihero or whatever. But I used to anyway. Whatever. Um, yeah, it had a lot to live up to this movie and i guess it was always not gonna be i mean it was an impossible job wasn't it it was always not gonna be the dark knight no because the dark knight is the dark knight 
It's still fucking good, though, isn't it? It's a good film. It's still fucking good. It's a good film. And what I like about it is it's the perfect... I think if you take it on its own, there's a lot of things that you can nitpick about this movie that you could be like, oh, this isn't that good. This isn't isn't that good. But I think what it does really well and what I think it succeeds on the most is that it's the perfect wrap-up for this Batman franchise. Yeah. And that's cool. Mm. That's I'm okay with that. Like, it's cool. I think a lot of the things that it doesn't do as well like cramming it full of characters and all this stuff works because it is the wrapping up of a story rather than trying to be something individual mm. whereas i think you can take the dark knight as an individual film yeah and take it out of the the shadow of batman begins and have them as yeah two different things obviously there is a little bit of reference yes yeah but the dark knight is the dark knight it's yeah. its own thing we'll talk about um you can't really do that with the dark knight rises because yeah. it's it's Especially, it's so entwined to the first movie, especially. But. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so intertwined. But hey, it doesn't really matter. It's it's a sequel. Of course, it's going to have like callbacks and stuff. Uh, this film has, I would argue, even equally as good as an opening as The Dark Knight, where we introduce ourselves to Bane on the plane. Bane, Bane on, on the, the plane. plane. Yeah, Bane on the plane. Uh, going insane. Yep. You're welcome. I'm here all week. Um, uh, can we just talk about Bane? Tom Hardy. Yeah, let's talk about Bane. Fucking amazing. Oh, bollocks. I didn't buy a Pringles can. I was going to make the Bane noise, but... Cup your mouths. You merely adopted the dog. Right, I'm not going to torture your ears for that much. Um, But Tom Hardy is so good as Bane. Um, He's really good. I really love Bane in this. He's really cool. Um, He's really interesting of like... Especially not comic Bane. It's not comic yeah. Bane. It's not Bane who On is Venom. like a, 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 you know, a Librador or whatever fighter. I apologize if I got that wrong. I probably yeah. did. But like he's a, you know, he's a, a big... he's got his mask and he's got his Venom that he injects himself with that is not actually Venom, despite being called Venom. It's just like yeah. steroids. Yeah, yeah. And he becomes really beefed up and he's yeah. going to get the Batman because Cause he's, Cause he's gotten too big and stuff. Mm. Um yeah, I like that. I like that he's a more sort of utilitarian mercenary Bane, but he, yeah. he still sells it really well. I also, do you know what I never noticed until that? I rewatched the movie this literally this afternoon? I was like, God, Tom Hardy really beefed up for this role. Oh, he's fucking like, huge. He's, yeah, he's massive. He's like, I don't think he's the tallest person either. I don't know what his height is. He's not. No, no, he's one point seven five meters, <laughs> whatever that is, in feet. Um, what is that in feet? I don't know. But that's not very tall. One meter is three. So five yeah. what? Five something? Seven five. Well, but, uh, Christian Bale is 1.83. So much taller than him. 1.75 and fucking... Yeah. Because that's, that's the thing is like... Bane is meant to be this like massive guy. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because... Five, five foot seven. Five foot seven, really. That's tiny. No offense. Hey. No, no, no offense, uh, Tom Hardy. Hey. Hey, you're fine. Calm down. You're fine. Um... <laughs> I'm about five six actually, so I'm only. I'm You're about, nearly I'm, as tall I'm as Tom Hardy. Fucking hell! No, but um, I, I'm not sure if it's the camera work or anything like. Oh, yeah, actually, might be a lot of the time, but, uh, he's still, fucking huge, in the sense that I love the they way they shoot him from low down quite a lot. a lot of the time, and also I really love the way he holds himself. It reminded me a lot of like what I'd expect Dark Side, to. You know, that's an interesting himself, comparison, yeah. Because you know? there's a lot of times when he's like holding his vest with his arms up and he's like, you know, quite 
straight um, back and he's just sort of like looking around and like his presence around him you know everyone fears him you know people respect him even like the people that work for him they're fucking terrified of him because you know his, his physical stature is just incredible and I love the performance that Tom Hardy gives even when he's in the plane when he's got yeah. handcuffs on and he's just sitting there and yeah. then the mask reveal happens and uh, yeah, Lord ba- he kills Lord Baelish <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah I forgot he was in this yeah <laughs> um, nice little finger um, and it's uh, and he's just like you know, maybe you're, maybe he is wondering why he would. It's just like a lot of it has to do with the voices. He's kind of his movements are very kind of like. It's very purposeful. Everything is purposeful. There's yeah. a point to everything, and he's yeah. very, he's just very there. Yeah. Which sounds weird. Yeah. yeah. But he is. He's yeah. just like this, as you said. He's this presence, and he kind of with his actions as well as his speech as well. He yeah. fills the space that his physical presence yes, gives absolutely it's like every time he's turning he's not just turning it's a a full like make room because here i come yeah yeah yeah. and everything he says with his voice is very kind of is he's so filled of confidence of like in yeah, himself because he's like yeah a, i'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of it's all a, of you. A, yeah. it's a calm voice but it's still a booming one he's not shouting by yeah what, like, what did just you, like what did you think of the voice i think it's fine i think i really like the voice in cool. a way because i think it's more you would talk sinister. like that if you had a mask on like that yeah because yeah. it would be here, so you would constantly be yeah. like, we we all know what this is like now. We've been living with COVID for how long? And wearing masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are all bane in the we inside. All... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> I want to be the fuck out. <laughs> no, I, I really adopted I, I, the dark. <laughs> uh, every sort of speech that he gives is like the writing in this is fucking amazing. I really love this. It, it was written I... by um here Chris Manone and his, no, it was his brother, wasn't it? Him and his brother, yeah, 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 yeah. all three. Yeah, yeah. I can I make an interesting point here. Okay, Batman fan, this might yeah. be a weird thing. I think the writing is less strong in this one. Yeah, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of okay, there's a, cla- stuff, there's a classic yeah. example of like, um, ah, oh, so you came back to die with your city. No, I came back to stop you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that it's was like, the one bit that, huh, that was that fun. was really bad. And yeah. there's, there's not just that moment, there's a yeah. couple of those throughout the movie where the, the writing isn't it's just really basic and it doesn't yeah. really land and you're yeah, like no, I tell okay you, I, oh, what was it I'm gonna I'll try and compare it to the Dark Knight because I'm pretty sure from what I remember there's a lot of things that the Joker says and even the Batman um, in that movie where you're like if it wasn't for the performance and the way they uh, yes. spoke those lines it could have sounded fucking yeah. shit it really could have sounded too basic or too just dumb. Yeah. But the way Heath Ledger and Christian Bale like deliver the lines is like it's comical but also very um I don't know uh, what what's the word it it's very worrying. No, uh, it's It's comical because it's dark. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good, but no, it, that's an interesting point to make, and we'll yeah. move on to a character that I think you have a lot of problems with, which yeah. is Talia Al Ghul. Talia Al Ghul, yeah, because she's in this. Um, um, she is in played this. by a great actress, Marion Cotillard. Uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of it is in the delivery of the lines because yeah. the but the Batman Bane moment is kind of cheesy and it's not and it doesn't yeah. really land. It's kind of like it's kind of like a um, it's a your mum come back. That's yeah. basically what yeah. Batman says. It's it's like, like, I'm here to stop you. 
all right your mum <laughs> okay no i came back to stop I you see yes that. that's why you're here yeah, <laughs> yeah. very yeah. well done thank you batman well, well done batman for just underlying the points of the of the movie to everybody but if he just said nothing like i don't mind the delivery do you know from what bane be, do you know what would be, be better he he if bane's like obviously oh, so you came back to die with your city and he's like yes the pit spat, spat me out too or something like that would have been better i don't know if even if he just said nothing punched him <laughs> yeah just fucking punched him like it, because i quite like the delivery that bane gives is that you came to die with your city and he's just like just fuck you <laughs> just like beating the shit out of him yeah. i wouldn't mind it if he just said nothing and just started wailing on him in like all this anger and and shit yeah i, I wouldn't mind that at all uh but yeah tally our goal um i because here's the thing yeah. i think the performance that marianne courtyard gives in this is very 50 50 uh, yeah, I'm not sold. I yeah, I really like her performance as Talia, but only in the moments where she is being subtle with it. Yeah, like the stuff when she's like romancing Bruce and she's playing everybody, and she's this very kind of upstate businesswoman. And yeah, she's this and that. It's great. Yeah, yeah. The, the I, delivery I, I, I is perfect, I and I, I I love the character. But as soon as we get to like the the twist. bigger stuff, yeah, the more actiony stuff, the more kind of like having to be an actual villain because even the scene where she reveals herself where she stabs yeah. him and, and she's and like she just the sun, still the slow knife still keeps it at that yeah, she's great she's very menacing yeah. and it's it reminds me of the the she plays um the the she plays the wife in inception of yeah course. she's great she's in brilliant that. In, yeah yeah and it's along those lines and that's why i think she mm. was probably chosen for this role by christopher nolan also the fact that he always likes to work with the same people but yeah he was he, because it's like oh this is now you know properly you know this is like sinister talia but as soon as she has to like play the kind of like the bigger action things and, and the shouting like immediately after that she gets into the one of the tumblers and they drive off and she's like kill everybody kill all of them yeah, and it's so it's... like the writing isn't great I, I t- and the deli- the way she delivers it which is so Again, corny it, it, just it doesn't still help. it still keeps that level of I don't, I don't want to say monotone yeah but she keeps the same delivery out throughout the entire thing there's no like emotional desperation yeah i'd like to feel and it's the same with the death scene like, at the end i'm, it's I'm gonna so, say it's gonna, so bad <laughs> the death scene is terrible it's terrible it's it's like the one bad part of the she film. i don't know why they went with that because i'm sure they shot multiple death scenes or whatever but like she doesn't they don't. It's almost as if she doesn't know how to die. Do I want? Do, <laughs> yeah, fair. Do fair. I do I want to die by like making my eyes close really slowly, or do I want to go that? Like it, it's sort or of half just in between. Or do I want to stare? Yeah, it's like she. Yeah. You just can't make the decision. Do I want to die peacefully or just die? And she sort of does half. I'm gonna I'm gonna close my eyes, but also. Bleh. <laughs> yeah that was like oh and yeah i think i i just don't think i was sold even on like the whole romance thing with batman because you know we've got this other character catwoman played by anne halfway who i think is great in this movie she's great i yeah. really she's like really her in good. this um she's great she's great like, as catwoman i do love yeah her. i really yeah, like there's her. a lot of there's a lot of roles that anne hathaway has played where i'm like fuck yeah i don't i don't vibe with that yeah. that's just not this but she's so good she's in this. really good in this she's, she's such a really good underrated actress i don't think the last time i saw her in probably alice in wonderland um yeah because she's in that is she but yeah oh, she God. plays the white queen and it's oh, like oh, oh dear hell. um no i i so yeah it's like that romance i can buy 
Yes. Between them. But the Talia Ghoul like thing, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going back to my place because now I've not got a butler and Alfred who we'll get on to is really great. Um, and then also I just see Talia Al- uh, no, she's not even called Talia Al- Ghoul by then. Um, what is her name given normally? Trish or um, something? No, I, oh gosh. I'll, just, I'll just say Talia anyway. But she's there outside his front. He's like, oh yeah, I've been waiting here for hours. He's like, okay, yeah, come in. I've got this back door. And now I'm fucking you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's, it kind of it, just be, goes it be like there. that. Yeah. It just kind of. I have to I... say, no, I, I like the, I have to say, I like the emotional moment before they get down to business, yeah. which is that they, that where she, she, there's that like slow realization of where she's like, oh, everybody's literally left you. Like your parents are dead. The love of your life is dead. Your yeah. butler's gone. Yeah. It's like, you didn't have anyone, you didn't have very many people to start with and now you truly are alone, which yeah. is just what I want, but also yeah. kind of, ah, oh, that's, and it's, it is a good moment, but no, I agree. And For me, the, I, I wasn't too. The, the bit that baffles yeah. me is where does she come from? Because oh, yeah. he drives up to the house and she's just there and gets out and goes to knock on the door and then she just pops out of nowhere like you know she's just there like she she's was like, like a magician she's something. just like ta-da I'm here yeah. it's like if you're waiting outside someone's house you door. wait by the door yeah not like oh, oh, shit, he's coming <laughs> I'm just gonna his, creep <laughs> creep behind the pillow right here <laughs> uh, it's just like just it's think, really yeah. like it just oh it, it just really baffles me it's just yeah. really strange and so also like levels. Batman is the master of deception and disguise and everything like that surely you would see her out the corner of his eye maybe yeah know. it's just like hey why are you and here? also you're the main villain and you've just slept with batman mm. why not stab him in his sleep yeah why not solves all your problems what, what is what is her reasoning for not killing them just there because it's they're, they're still trying to gather assets to enact the plan on the city aren't they so yeah. she can't blow the cover but can we can we talk about the plan as well but like taking like mm. and also like i guess like if you if you kill Bruce Wayne in his home and people are like, oh, I, there was probably another person here. I mean, he's naked by the fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like mm, mm, he had flirtations with that other girl. Mm. Mm. You know, it kind of raises suspicions. I guess you can explain it away with that. But like, if if you're going to destroy the city in a few days, to me, it's like, why wouldn't you just kill Bruce now? Yeah, because yeah. like um, he's at the most vulnerable. All of his friends are gone. Yeah. And then you just you tackle the city without having to worry about the Batman. Yeah. And also you're you're a genius that re- was raised by like the um League of Shadows. So surely yeah you can kill him but then just like give the evidence to suggest it was someone yeah. else not you. Burn down his house again like your dad did or something. Yeah. That's a good trend there. Burning yeah. down houses, mate. Burning down houses. Yeah. Um should we talk about like the plan? So there's a plan that they want to get the radioactive core of this fusion thing. Yes. And then they want to blow it up at the end. Um, I wanna because I I feel as though there was, but like that, Bane's plan all along was to you know get this weapon and blow it up and like cripple Gotham, but I feel as though there was a, a change somewhere when he gets the papers from Gordon that reveals like the lie and the corruption that has been plaguing Gotham for the last eight years, and I swear like it's. Because when they, like, deliver Gordon to Bane, and then, like, Gordon, like, flips over and he goes down the sewer and stuff, like, Bane looks at the letter, and I'm pretty sure it's, like, in that moment where he's like, huh, I can use this to my advantage here. Like, I could really hold up a mirror to 
what Gotham and the police department are really like. Yeah. So I want to cause utter chaos and destruction. Yeah, yeah. This is the, the perfect tool for Yeah, me. like, well, thank you for giving me permission to go on, but also, like, yeah, I'm going to kill They were probably just going to yeah. before, like, have a full-out assault on the city. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, oh, I don't need to because yeah. I can turn the people of Gotham against each other, the corrupt, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now I can just let yeah. people eat each other. Great. Which, I'm going to say, like, that whole sequence from Bane, you know, standing up and, like, you know, delivering the speech in front of the court and, like, the, opening up the jail cell of all the criminals, I loved that entire sequence of him, you know, just saying, we'll give it back to you, the people. Um, this city will endure. Yeah. yeah, it's great, it's great. Oh, yeah. Again, Tom Hardy is so fucking good in this. Um, and I really, really loved also, this is just after he like beats Batman to a fucking pulp. Um, and we'll get onto the action in a minute as well. Um, he, he gives a speech, and there's such a long time between us seeing Batman. It's just this entire, like, 10, 15 minutes, like, however long it is, I've actually forgotten. This sequence where we just see Gotham falling apart. Yeah. We see the downfall of the police department. We see Bane just taking over. And, you know, yeah, Batman's having a nap. And he's probably watching this on the news. But I, I really love that, that we just see no Batman for quite a while. And we yeah. just see everything go to shit in front of us. I love it so much. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really good. It's really good. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's weird. One thing I will say about the whole Bane thing. Mm. And maybe it's just the way that it's set up because Talia definitely feels like a character that is tagged on the end of this story. Yeah. As like a, oh, that's a cool element and we can do this. Because if you really think about it, th- th- this movie has the same plot as the first film. Yeah, or it has the same. It has the same end goal as the first film. Yeah, and an Al Ghul and a Batman villain. Yeah, team up to cause havoc to a city and destroy it. Yeah, which is exactly what happens with Ra's Al Ghul and Scarecrow in the in the yeah. first film. So it's kind of like okay, you're you're looking for kind of that reveal of the the person behind the curtain being Ra's, mm. but you've already done it in the first film. Yeah. So when you do it with Talia, it's like, oh, cool, it's Talia who is his daughter. That's pretty cool. But it doesn't, it still doesn't carry the same weight because yeah. you're, then you're like, well, hang on a minute. Ba- you've set up Bane as the villain for this film. Yeah. And he's such a presence. Yeah. You expect me to believe that he's a pawn in the game of this person. I feel as though it also makes more sense for the Batman Begins because we've seen Liam Neeson's. Razal Ghul throughout the entirety of the film already, so it's just being, oh, yeah, it's, being it's, all those things it, already, being yeah. a leader and being a. a it's like, oh yeah, here's here's Talia Ghul and she's like on the council or some weird shit, and yeah, we don't really care. And oh, now she's bad. Okay, yeah. All right. I kind of yeah. liked Bane. I oh, I tell you what, I really hated the way he went out though. That yeah. was such a wet fart. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah. From gonna... the moment that Talia is revealed, Bane completely changes as a character to just be a pawn. Yeah. Because then, in the way that she like she's talking and things, and you're you're like, you expect me to believe that Bane is doing all this for you, yeah. When he's literally been the driving force behind everything for this film, yeah. And he's been this cat, this guy who's like, do you feel powerful and all of this stuff? You know, he's he's this guy who is the most powerful person in the room. And I guess like he has a love and a respect for you from your childhood. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes on paper, sense, but it but just I guess doesn't the, the exec- work. Execution was a little bit off. It, it just yeah, it just feels kind of a bit like yeah. And then Bane gets shot by Catwoman, obviously. And Which I like, think oh, is just like uh, now we're done with this. Cool. 
Yeah, it was such a shit way of seeing yeah. him go out, I feel. It's just, oh, he gets shot. All right, cool. And we just sort of leave it, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. We'll talk because about obviously these... the Nightfall story, which the whole breaking yeah. of the Batman is based on. Yeah. Bane beats Batman. Batman doesn't come back. Mm. Azrael steps in as Azrael Batman. Almost kills Bane. Yeah. Bane escapes Gotham. Yeah, yeah. And Bane's objective in beating Bruce to begin with is not actually to cause havoc to Gotham. I, I forgive me if I'm wrong. It's a big comic book. I've not read it. Yeah, yeah. Time. It's a big graphic novel, but it's literally just to break the Batman. Yeah. Just because he sees well, it as a challenge. It, I guess. Goes, I guess in a way, I quite like this adaptation of that mm. um, because he is breaking Batman to crup, uh, cripple Gotham. Yeah, and again, like I mentioned, like he's he's, we'll talk about the action in this as well. Like when they face off for the first time, and Batman gets his ass handed to him, and like Bane makes that incredible speech about like you were born in the darkness, and well, I was born in the darkness. I didn't see the light until I was a man and stuff. Incredible. I don't like the fist fighting action sequences in this movie. Yeah. Other than Bane, because you can see his speed and ferocity, and he's just going all ham. But Batman, I feel, is such, a, he's so pathetic. He's a bit too wooden. Yeah. He's so so stiff. Maybe that's the point. But, like, you know, the the whole, like, knee braces thing, it's kind of bullshit, but you suspend your disbelief and whatever. But it's it's like, you should be seeing Batman going all ham and being, like, really agile and stuff. Being what we see in the Batman trailer, which is just utter... Ruthless. Vengeance. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Yeah, but this one, it's like... God, I could beat the shit out of this dude, sort of thing. You know, I see him like, going for a swing he's... with his backhand, and I'm like, yeah, I just move just out of the way of that. Way and yeah. block it, yeah. Mm, that's easy. I'm, I've not even yeah. fight trained. Like, yeah. It does feel a bit I, too I don't know. stiff. And maybe it's yeah. because the outfit is very. The outfit he wears is like the plate armor f- stuff. It's very mm. rigid. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, but, yeah. I know what you mean. It, it, there's no, also, also the, like, there's, Batman is meant to have a grace to him. Yeah. He's meant to have that quickness and that speed yeah and yes ferocity but he's he utilizes stealth and he's a skilled fighter in the sense of he's yeah. you know i also didn't really quick like, the, the whole actual movement of breaking his back like with the knee it looked kind of like he was holding up a doll like a mannequin and he just like brought it down on his knee and he was like oh, okay now you're dead yeah so yeah the, the action and even at the end when he's like oh yeah you came back to die of your city no I came back to kill you like that whole fight sequence I'm like yeah it's still a bit wooden still a bit stiff it's better because yeah. it's a slightly wider shot so yeah. you get more of the thing yeah I like it when like Bane slowly like the pain is kicking in when Batman's yeah. killing the thing and, and that's when he gets more... the shit out of the pillar and yeah yeah like... yeah fuck don't but... mess with this dude yeah um yeah so yeah and I, I like here's the thing i think that ba- i think this story works a lot better mm. if i was to make one change to this i would take out the whole league of shadows elements from it i'd take out talia Argul, yeah yeah and you just have bane as this guy who comes yeah. to gotham and is a mercenary, a mercenary who's just gonna who's, cripple yeah yeah and, and like and maybe it's maybe it's gonna yeah. corrupt uh, officials like it is in the beginning it's politicians yeah. and, and business well, people who try and then he flips it on them and he's the, like the no, you are the corrupt yeah. the, the, and now you've given me the weapons to tear yeah. down the most powerful city the, the, in the catalyst world. of why bane yeah. breaks gotham is because of the joker yeah the joker caused you know batman to kill harvey dent and then the police to, so it's like you know the joker everything he did in the dark knight sets up perfectly what bane is capable of doing in yeah. dark knight right it's the perfect environment yeah, yeah it's the catalyst of what is to come which because, is because Batman has to take the fall for yeah it because the Joker wins and you can't let the Joker win yeah 
Hundred percent. Interesting that um, out of respect for Heath Ledger, Joker is not mentioned once in this film. Yeah, which I think is good by anyway, which is really in a way good. Yeah, it's it's not that I never didn't notice it before. Yeah, I was like. To be yeah, you oh, don't know. Yeah, there's there's, notice not, there's it. Yeah. not a single mention of the Joker in yeah. this film. Well, it's like it's the the moment with the courthouse in in you know this uh, <clears throat> Killian Murphy's Scarecrow. Yeah, it's like it's that brilliant. was that was meant to be the Joker. Yeah. Um, originally, but because Heath Ledger passed, they gave it to him instead. Oops, sorry. Um, I think we. I think I said on the last podcast, I like it better as Crane. I I, I don't mind it either way because um, I I I kind of oh, yeah no I kind of get story the jo- wise I kind of get that Joker is like this guy who's like if there's utter chaos he he'd create a courthouse for fun yeah of course he would it's the joker but would he do it in bane's house no 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 he wouldn't he would walk away from bane he'd be like enjoy yeah. yourself i'm gonna go off and do my own yeah. thing is either that or i'd manipulate the situation so that i'm yeah. back in power again because bane oh, whereas just, yeah. crane for me because we've seen him work for someone before yeah. in Ra's al Ghul, is more more of the somebody who's like yeah. oh you need a judge do you me <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> and yeah he's yeah. quite happy to kind of work for he's able to be underneath people yeah. because he, his objective is not not that the being under Bane benefits him. Benefits him. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas the Joker, it doesn't. Yeah, the Joker benefits from just being the Joker. Yeah, and being chaos incarnate. Yeah. But um, what what else can we talk about in this movie? I'd say another little nitpick that I've got. As much as I loved the sequence where you don't see Batman, um, and the whole Gotham is just being destroyed, yeah. the little nitpick that I have is that the 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 sequence when Batman just gets better, I think is a bit too quick. Way too quick. Because yes, it's it like, is. okay, now we've seen Gotham Fort and now we're back with Bruce and he gets his vertebrae just punched back into him because that's how uh, medical science works. Um, again, suspend your disbelief. Frontier science. It, yeah, it's like, yeah, suspend your disbelief, whatever. Like It's these sort of little nitpicks I don't really care about. But then it's just like, Okay, now you're doing push-ups and you're doing pull-ups, and then you yeah, and you try the, like, to jump once, you fail. You try to jump once again, and then you fail, and then you jump, and you oh, now you're out. It's like, really? And I guess also like the we're told the time difference between how long it's passed. So it's like it's gone from like you know three months, and now oh, there's only like you know a day left, and it's like it doesn't feel like that at all. It generally just feels like, oh, Bruce what, has been in, do, yeah, do you in know there what, for like a day. Well, do you know what it. I think? I think he is. I think there's a distortion of time that happens in this film. Okay. Because you're like, well, he's in a different fucking country on a different continent. Yeah. He's going to have to get back to Gotham. Yeah. So, actually, Bruce climbing out of the pit, the whole bit that happens with Bruce happens consecutively back to back you know, over like a month. Yeah. And he gets out and then the four months is him traveling back getting the clean slate for Selina mm. and setting up his return in Gotham while everything else happens over a longer time period. Okay. Yeah. That's the only way I can explain it to myself because you're right. Him getting it out doesn't... is way too quick. Yeah. And it's like... It doesn't feel like yeah. however long it's meant to feel. Like even, like even if you're right and it's only been a month, it doesn't really feel like that at all. No. It doesn't feel like the time has passed. Um, and yeah, I wish I did see more of a, I guess, a mental struggle. Like, tell you what... <sighs> I know they didn't do it, but that sequence there could have been... I probably would have been the perfect place to put, like, the Joker in Batman's brain. Oh, would have been so good. Instead of Raish, yeah. If you Instead take of, if you take yeah. out the League of Shadows... I thing, think that's probably you, what they were you, intending. You put Joker in there instead, yeah. yeah. Just have Heath Ledger's Joker just completely tormenting him. 
and just being like, yeah, I broke you, and now this is what's happened because of your downfall and what I've done. Or, yeah. or, 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 or taking the credit and being like, yeah, yeah. Bane didn't break you, yeah, I, I did. Broke yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been so fucking good. But again, like, I we completely broke understand. The mirror. Bane just shattered it. <laughs> like, stuff like also, that would have been really. I tell you what was another really, really dumb bit. I want to get onto like the other good things right at the end. Um, but another really dumb thing is, as much as I love Jim Gordon and I love Gary Oldman's performance, the decision to send every single fucking police officer down into the subway or the sewers or whatever, how thick can you be? Uh, no. Uh, no. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You don't send every this is why you have, single... This is why you have a National Guard... Yeah. Or an, uh, a military, for that yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> Send, like, maybe a few hundred down there, but not... How many is it? Like, 3,000 3, or something? Police, Is that... Yeah. No. You don't need 3,000... Sorry. You don't need 3,000 police to fucking try and find someone or whatever. It's a panic it's decision, like you, you, you have Because they don't know what they're facing, and they're like, just get everyone in the tunnels and yeah. crush this it, guy it, That is a really stupid decision from Jim Gordon. Um but yeah, I think those are my only nitpicks that I've got. Um, everything else I really, really enjoyed. I loved Michael Caine as Alfred in this. I think this is probably his best. He's good. So good. Even though he's not in it a lot. He's not in it it's a probably lot. In his, it's probably his best performance, I feel, because I I don't like it when I see an old man cry. Mm. <laughs> and that bit at the end when he thinks Bruce is dead and like over the gravestones and he says oh, to the graves... And he turns to the parents and he's just Oh, like, God, that's heartbreaking. Oh. It's so sad. I love you, Michael Caine never change um and the bit when he's like arguing with bruce bruce as well, at the really, start and then he talks just... about the letter and fuck man and he's like you know i i and the bit that got me was and always chokes me up is that he's like i understand this means your hate for me now yeah you know and it means turning my back on a you know a boy that i've known raised since in i his heard house, his yeah. cries yeah and it's oh, like oh god man you again that's when the writing beautiful. is just peak um, and delivery and everything. Real um, hero of the Batman universe is Alfred, Alfred. Bloody Pennyworth. Yeah. Good, <laughs> Good on you, mate. Um, I really liked. Uh, obviously, we mentioned Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, and I know this is really basic acting or something that you yeah. might say, but I love just the the bit when she's handing over the fingerprints to the the weird mob boss dude who is also in Torchwood. He's he's actually really good. Um, yes, he is. Isn't yeah. He, yeah, he. The bit when she sort of keeps on flipping the the disguise of you know when the police burst in after she's just beating the shit out of this dude and then she just turns quickly and starts sorry again i'm knocking the mic and she just starts crying and screaming and be like yeah. oh no i'm in pain help yeah. me please yeah. it's like wow you the fact that you can just switch and then quickly, stops again and then stops yeah like... and just this menacing look like being like it was easy <laughs> but it's just yeah, she's great. Before. I love the reveal of Catwoman as well. Like, you, I think at the start you know that she's kind of up to something, and then again the whole switching personality. She, it just drops. In, and, it's like she just drops a disguise. And yeah, she's just like, exactly. Whoops, and she's like, "Oh no, sorry, I didn't realize." And then Bruce Wayne's like, "Yeah, this was supposed to be uncrackable," and she's like, "Oops, no one <laughs> told me it was uncrackable." <laughs> and fuck, that's she's such a good character introduction. Yeah. yeah, amazing. I love Selena Carr in this. And I like the fact that, you know, Bruce, you know, Bruce does a lot more detecting than I thought in this trilogy. Because a lot of people did mention that, oh, yeah, Christian Bale's Batman, he's not a detective. He doesn't do a lot of detecting. He does. Like, he did the whole thing with the bullet in 
um, Dark Knight, and then also in this movie, he sort of you know, looks up Selina Khan, her past, and he does all this. Yeah. You know, the fact that he completely jukes him and like leaves, and then he's like, "Well, yeah, I tried to look her up, and he used different fingerprints. Oh, she's pretty good." But she's Selena Carl. <laughs> but, she, I I, but I found her. <laughs> but I did find her. Yeah, I mean, she's she's all right, I guess. She does. Yeah. I suppose people's complaint is that we ha- we haven't, which we are getting with this yeah, new yeah. Batman. We, we've never seen Detective Batman take straight the up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Not the Sherlock like we're defi- Detective. We're definitely yeah. getting in the new one, but which is and good. yeah, and we're getting more Selena Carl and Batman in the next movie yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. The thing is, is like interestingly like batman's had a few lovers through the years but yeah selena carl is the only one that works for bruce yeah because in a weird way they're from very different backgrounds but as this movie shows they understand they kind of want the same thing mm. in a way yeah yeah bruce is always kind of looking for a way out of his out of his trauma as alfred says to him yeah i don't want you to stay in gotham because there's nothing but hurt for you here yeah you know, which, you know, is, means that there will always need be a need for the Batman because that's exactly what fuels the Batman is, Bat, you know, Bruce's anguish, mm. which is a weirdly very poetic and beautiful thing. But, and Celine is the same. She's like, I need a fresh start because I'm, I'm in too deep over my head with everything. Yeah. I just want a fresh start and I want to start again because I don't want the life that I have. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing here for me in Gotham. And... Yeah, and and in a in a similar way, we're getting a similar thing with yeah, I, I, Pattinson's Batman. I, and I quite liked the, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, I liked the ending. Like you know, when you know, Alfred gives a speech about like him imagining Bruce being it, and yeah. then it all comes around at the end when he does see um, Bruce and Selina Kyle together. And I really like the little touch that he gives the pearls to Selina she Kyle. She's pearls, wearing yeah. them at the at the dinner right at the end, and I'm like, oh, this is this is good. I really like that. Yeah because um, that's what she took right at the start and then in the end she he just gives what, to her anyway. What I really like in this this film is from right from when they meet each other all the way through and the dance scene is a perfect... Yes, the dancing is so good. It is a perfect example of this is that these two people can cut to each other's cores yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that instant connection. Instantaneously, yeah. yeah. And the moment that Selina finds out Bruce is Batman as well mm. completely flips her perspective on both batman and bruce wayne mm. and i think you know it's her version of the realization of like oh the the bruce wayne that i hate that is like all is of the not, upper is yeah. not the real bruce wayne yeah 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 this guy who can beat the shit out of people and and is this weird guy who dresses up as a bat yeah that's is the real like. batman yeah 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 is the real bruce wayne so it's yeah it's really yeah i, I really do like that. i, re- I really it, like the way you played, put it there it's yeah. played so well yeah, in this film, by yeah. both of them, it's really, really good. And yeah, a star performance from Kat- Anne Hathaway. She's, She's really good. Um, who else do we mention? There's a there's a pretty big uh, character in this that gets a name drop at the end, and that's uh, jo- jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, John Blake. We get a Robin. We get a Robin. Um, I really liked him, other than the fact that there's that really, again, like with the sort of crap right in, right at the end where he's like hey you should use your real name robin um firstly uh, i i guess like if if they didn't mention that that he's robin or literally called robin would you have guessed that that was a robin with his um, name blake because one, one of the robins is called blake isn't he isn't he no tim drake tim drake yeah his blake. name is completely made up 
yeah, for this okay. film. But he is an amalgamation of all three Robins. Okay. He's an orphan like Dick Grayson is. Yeah. Uh, he's like a street kid like Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. And he figures out who Batman is like Tim Drake does. Yeah. So he is an amalgamation of all three Robins wrapped mm. up into one char- new character. I don't mind the Robin name reveal. I wish they'd done it in a different way, though. I wish that he, yeah. he'd been like, is there anything for... Um, uh, I've forgotten what his name is, but is there yeah. anything for someone, Blake? And, yeah. and then they're like, no. And he's like, oh, um, okay. try my full name. It's Robin Blake. Okay, That, that would have been slightly better. The but... problem I would have with that yeah. is his name actually being, being Robin. Robin. Yeah, I know. Is, it's a bit like the James Bond thing. It's it like, like... <laughs> you would be the worst superhero of all time if you're wearing a costume and your name is Robin but and it your wor- real name yeah, is Robin Yeah, but it works well. in this version of, because I don't think yeah. he becomes Robin. I think he, just he becomes, becomes another Batman. Batman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that would make more sense. But like, I've just always got that thing in the back of my mind being like, <laughs> God, okay, your, your real name's Robin. Well, you can't be called Robin then uh, as a superhero name. Like, yeah. that, that's really dumb. <laughs> yeah. I know, I, I get that. Yeah. I think... Maybe and maybe it would have been better if they just called him one of the Robins. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe just call him yeah. like Jason Drake. Jason Drake <laughs> is a great name. Yeah, there we go. Just call him one of the Robins yeah. and just or just call him Dick Grayson. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I actually really liked his or, performance. Or and just I, Richard Grayson. That would yeah. be that would be better. Yeah, I I really like the fact that he just like sort of knew who Batman was instantly, and it's like I don't. Mm. Oh, don't you? No, I think it's too easy. No, I think it's. Uh... No, I, 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 the logic makes sense to me. I just think the way that it's done of kind maybe of like, done. oh yeah, don't bullshit me, you're Batman. It's kind of just like, ah, uh, okay. Oh, like, maybe I, done I, a bit I, too early as well. Maybe way too yeah, early yeah. in the okay. film for me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I, I feel like, I feel like it's like. I think the trouble is, is that you you don't have enough time to get a first impression of his character before. Okay, the, yeah. The defining thing of his yeah, character yeah, yeah. is, oh, this guy figured out who Batman is. Yeah. You need more of a. I need more convincing that he's figured that out in his head. Yeah, because he did just sort of come up to his house and be like, "Yeah, there's this, 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 this. You're Batman. You're Batman." Yeah. Uh, there's no like sequence of events where you yeah. see him looking through the files and you see him like, "Oh, well." Bruce Wayne's all of a sudden disappeared just as Batman's disappeared at exactly the same you time. Need, That's a coincidence. You need, an, you need another couple of scenes of him interacting with Batman and mm. with him reacting with with Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And then him being like, oh, which obviously you can't do because the setup for this film is that's not where yeah, Batman yeah, is. Yeah. I yeah. get that. But yeah, it's it's all right. Like I, 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 it works for me, but I'm just like, ah, oh, you could have de- delivered this a little bit better. That's like, right. Yeah. Like it, it stood out to it, me. It was one of the things I noticed when I rewatched yeah. the film. I was like, oh, that's a bit abrupt. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe again, it was a bit of a structural thing, not like Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. But like, if you, we, we understand what you're doing. It's just maybe a little later or little, little tweaks, I guess. Like this is probably a little nitpick, but like you know, um, the a reveal to, uh, James Gordon. Uh, like revealing that he is Bruce Wayne, loved that bit. I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people say it's a bit far fetched that he would. Uh, he's probably put coat around a few more shoulders, but I'm like, nah. <laughs> I, I nah. like it. Um, yeah, I, it, he cool. could have said like, I suppose he could have. They could have extended it to putting a coat around a young boy's shoulders when his parents had died, telling him the world hadn't ended or something. Yeah. But I, I don't care. That's a nitpick. It works. Again, really well I really, love I it. really love it. Yeah, I really love it. I love that he tells Gordon who he is, and even though, part of me thinks that it would have been cooler if maybe he hadn't because mm. Jim Gordon is completely okay with not knowing who Batman is mm. because for him, Batman stands for more than I think. Yeah. I, I just a single person. I, I get that, but I kind of like it also. Cause like Batman and Bruce, Wayne, he knows that he doesn't want to know who Batman is, but he's like, 
I'm just going to tell you anyway, because, like, yeah. you're not going to see me again. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah. By the way. But no, I, I know I you really don't do care, not, I do... but I'm going to tell you. And it, to be fair, it goes back to... Interesting, it goes back to what Bruce says in The Dark Knight about in the speech that he gives to Gordon at the end, where mm. he says, sometimes people deserve to have their faith rewarded. Yeah. And in a way, that's Gordon's reward. Yeah. He's like, okay. Knowing who the hero this was. This is who yeah. I am. This is who you were working yeah, yeah. with all this time. Yeah, yeah. And maybe the rest of Gotham doesn't have to know who Batman yeah. is. That's fine. He can remain a myth and a legend. Yeah. But for your character and for your closing bit, mm. it might help you to know that Batman is Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne is Batman and then when he shows up again you know it's probably not me mm. but you know the whole um, uh, trying, trying to think uh, what, other, what else is there to talk about I kind of want to talk about the ending yeah um, where Batman dies but not really um, it's not too far-fetched that he actually got out is it they explicitly say like, he fixed the autopilot he's, he's yeah they literally the say it don't they yeah like there's, there's, a, there's a patch to the autopilot who's it done by bruce wayne bruce okay wayne. so he's there's autopilot also and he, got he out subtly somewhere. hints at it earlier in the movie when he's talking to fox on the roof yeah and fox is like i thought you what did he say he's just like, um he says um i thought you fixed the autopilot he's quite quick yeah. without the autopilot he's like autopilot that's what you're there for yeah and like bruce kind of looks over at him to see whether he clocks it but yeah he's yeah he fixes it yeah, and then he's able to then. Um, there's there's a debate because you don't you don't again it is kind of like wibbly wobbly timey wimey of this movie. Mm. Everything kind of happens out different of sequence a little sequence, bit yeah, in yeah, different yeah. times. But like Batman, when he explodes the building, he just jumps out onto the building, yeah. can't he? and runs away. So that just flies over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty good, pretty good it stuff. Is pretty good. It's pretty um, good. But. No, what else to say about it? Yeah, I still like Lucius Fox. Morgan Freeman's Lucius Fox. He's pretty great, good. Yeah. yeah, I really love him. Um, any other big names that we need to talk about? Obviously, we have that little cameo from Liam Neeson. We uh, do. As That's well as cool. our girl. Like That's pretty good. Um, I, the you you mentioned this to me yesterday, so I'm going to bring it up again. The music in this film. The music's amazing. You could argue it's probably it's the best. The best. The films, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all really good. Like, I loved this one I loved is... Catwoman's theme. I love Bane's theme. Yeah, it's very good. Very, very good. But yeah, I love Hans Zimmer's so genius. Um I love the I love the crescendo of him climbing out the pit. Yes. Um and I love the whole I love the whole thing of like um you know I love the lesson that a he child made that. the climb. Yeah. It's like, yes, but without the rope. Yeah. And and this idea that flipping the idea of overcoming your fears in the first movie mm. and being like what what forces you to fight beyond death what forces yeah. you to do all this the fear of death yeah and yes okay don't be afraid by your fears but having a little bit of fear is a good thing yeah interesting um because interestingly enough batman still does have a fear and when he loses Rachel, he kind of loses all the fear of losing anything because he doesn't have... Because he has him, lost everything. To him, yeah. he doesn't have anything. He still yeah. does, but he, to him, he doesn't. So it's, I think it's really lovely that he gets reminded of, like, there yeah. is something to fight for, There's something to f because there is something to fear. Yeah. Yeah. And the bat's coming out as well of the wall, so and he's cool. like, okay, just added that little <laughs> bit of fear. You're not scared yet. You're fucking terrified, mate. Um, nah, it's good. 
Yeah, I, I liked that whole thing that you need something to be fearful of, even though you've spent like the last two movies trying not to be fearful. And yeah. it's and it kind of links into what Bane says to him when he's beating him up, and he's like, you know, victory has made you weak. Yeah. This idea of like you've slowed down because you thought you won. Yeah. Whereas no, if you want to be what you want to be, you can't let up even when you win. You yeah, keep yeah. Doing what you do, and it's the same thing. It's like you still still have the fear. Even if you think you've you've outrun it, you still keep that fear. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Bane Great. is so fucking good in this movie. <laughs> love him so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything else I need to say about this movie. It's just really it's good. good. It's a brilliant. It's, got, it's got a brilliant. Got a couple problems. Yeah, but it's got some things whatever. That could have been done better, but it's yeah. yeah, it's the perfect end to this Batman trilogy. I, I really yeah. love it, and it gives it the send off it should do. Mm. Even though I yeah, and I will just add in. I think final nitpick if we can. The whole like nuclear bomb plot isn't very interesting to me. It's just a MacGuffin, isn't it? It's a MacGuffin. Yeah. It's a bit of a MacGuffin that's plot, right. yeah. but that's all right. We don't mind that. Yeah. I and I can look past it because I think it's the point of this movie is not necessarily what's going on. It's what's happening to the people in it and the yeah. wrapping up of everybody's stories and wrapping up this world that Christopher mm. Nolan created. And I, I think, think um, it works really yeah, well. I was gonna, yeah, I loved the uh, I guess the reintroduction to Batman. Um, you know the whole jewelry. Well, not even that. It's just the, the the heist happens with Bane, and then like you know Batman comes back into the scene on the on the motorbike roller, and then like the cops think they've got him cornered, and he gets into the bat. And I, I, again, I love that like old. Um, I love it when the lights start to go out. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the older cops like, oh, I love you're it. in even, for a shoulder night. So. Even before um, that whole sequence happens with Lucius Fox and Bruce Wayne. And Lucius Fox just spins like, normally after these sort of conversations, you ask for something in particular. I'll show you anyway. <laughs> I'll show you anyway, yeah. He's like, this is all this, this is this. And yes, it does come in black. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> love that interaction between the both of them. So good. Um, yeah, very good movie. I do love it. And I love it how Lucius is able to sense of like, you wouldn't be out in the world if you weren't thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking about it. Yeah. You? Let's go. On. Have a donut. Let's go. Donut. go on. <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> Like Fisher, yeah. <laughs> just reeling them in. Love it. Yeah, uh, Morgan Freeman's amazing. Um, yeah. What else does that say? I don't think so. It's a good movie. Good movie. It is um, a really good movie. Obviously, not better than the other two, but just because it's the weakest out of the three doesn't make it a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, like it. It doesn't. This mo- This movie compared to the other two doesn't work as a standalone film. Nah, but there's not many. Truly, like like not many yeah. third installments but, yeah, to films that what, what i mean about that is yeah it's not you can watch it and you don't have to watch the other two you kind of still do yeah. and you still have to with the dark knight you have to watch batman begins to understand what's but it's the story isn't necessarily as driving to where you kind of because when i watch batman begins it's its own movie and then i watch the yeah. dark knight and you're aware that it's a sequel but it's still its own thing mm. the tone is slightly different the way that it's going about things it's moving the story forward yeah this one kind of feels like it's a wrap up and a conclusion to those two films yeah so you you have to have context for them because it's directly referencing everything in it mm. and bringing talia go and stuff like that yeah. as well it's like fine um yeah i've got to go to work in 15 minutes this is yes good we timing. should wrap this up that's all right well thank you everybody so much for listening to the podcast so you can do it on twitch but hey internet is yeah fucked, so it's, it's fine hopefully, well, hopefully still... next time yeah yeah it's all yeah. good um thank you for listening to the podcast be sure to wait us on uh, wait us rate us on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on if possible spotify 
Apple Podcasts, Google, all those stuff. Share with your friends and family if you think they'd very much enjoy this. Um, we want more ears or faces or just things in general. I apologize. I shouldn't have called your friends and family uh, things. Those, those are nice human beings. Or dogs. Mm. I don't know. They could be dogs. Um, you can email us at cityofgeekandpod at gmail.com. What did you think of Dark Knight Rises? What did you think of the Batman films? Um, and also recommendations for future podcasts. Obviously, we're going to be doing The Legend of Vox Machina next weekend. Uh, and then the week after, we'll obviously build into The Batman. It's going to be good stuff. Got loads of stuff planned coming up. Um, join us up on Facebook group Globe, Globe of Geekum. Uh, where we're going to be occasionally putting in some stuff about what we talk about this week and just opinions about other stuff in general. What do you like? What do you dislike? Come on, nerd out with us, please. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at the Rizikins. And then obviously, like I said, uh, we stream the show live on Twitch. Uh, it is twitch.tv slash Rizikins. All yeah. good, yeah. Thank you, Will, for joining me. That's right. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.